All right, special thanks to Scott St. Pierre, who edits the Seinfeld uh, post-show recap, and of course to Mike Moore, who writes the Seinfeld post-show recap recap on postshowrecaps.com. You could follow Akiva on Twitter. He is at Keeve26. Akiva, any good tweets lately? I've been arguing with my sister. You got to like go really back into there. But she she went through and commented on all my tweets. I went I went in and got into like a big Twitter fight with her. Why? She said, well, she said like she said that she had famous friends. And I said, what are you talking about? And she like went uh, like backstage on Broadway and met people. Uh, and I said, they're not your friends. You don't have their phone number. We got into a whole fight. I, I got a call from my dad. Yeah. He said, you got to stop like you got to stop abusing. You have to stop like <laughs> bullying your sister on Twitter, even though she started it. Did you tell her that we have had uh, Seinfeld writers on this podcast? She doesn't even know what Seinfeld is. <laughs> Did you tell her we may have famous listeners? Uh, I mean, like... I, Eventually? She like, she's never heard of, like, that 70s show. She she's she actually is binging uh, Himium, and she's been... She was watching, uh, like, her old-school shows, like, the way, like, a Mary Tyler Moore was old-school for us, mm-hmm. is it would be, like, uh, Gossip Girl. That's, like, a show she's like, oh, that's a relic. I'll okay. go back and watch that. All right. So uh, the uh, Sopranos prequel is really going to blow her mind. Yeah, I, I I don't know if she would like could you know, like name one person on the Sopranos. I don't think she'll ever watch Doesn't the Sopranos. Matter. I think Doesn't like matter. the Wire, the Sopranos. I don't think any of those shows really do it for her. Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. She doesn't know those shows. Okay. All right. Well, Keeve, uh, great job once again. I'm at Rob Cisterno. Uh, looking forward to hearing your comments on PostShowRecaps.com. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs> Keith, what's next week? All right, so next week we got the apology. We're going to learn the difference between good naked and bad naked. George's friend Stanky Hanky reappears, <laughs> and Kramer famously he installs a garbage disposal in his shower. I feel like that we're just trying to come up with more and more ridiculous names here in season nine. Yeah, Stanky Hanky maybe didn't catch on as like a nickname, but it's funny for the episode. Yeah. I, I, people really remember Kramer's garbage disposal. Yeah. We'll get into that next I week. I think good naked, bad naked, I think, uh, has yeah, also... That, that caught it. Yeah, people, you could still say that to someone without being like... Transcendent. You know, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah, Are you a believer in good naked and bad naked? Well, it depends <laughs> on the person, sure. For a lot of people, it's just bad naked. Yeah, for, most, for a lot of people, for most of the time, uh, there could be uh, some bad naked. So, all right, so that's going to mm-hmm. be uh, coming up... Uh, next week and uh back to a traditional episode of seinfeld of course uh after this experimental episode uh yes it's it, you know every episode other than this one is uh is pretty standard how yeah, far along uh, are we into season nine after this one uh we're eight episodes in after today so next week is episode nine in uh out of uh 24 oh my god oh my god there's almost we're almost there yeah we're right now we are we got 16 to go after today 14 if you don't count the doubles <laughs> Okay, Keith, what's next on uh, you got the 32 Fans podcast? 32 Fans, we uh, we started ranking the states from 50 to 1, as I joked, 50 to Florida, or Florida 1, sorry, messed that one up, Florida <laughs> to 1. Uh, we, we did the first half, although Chester, can I tell you what a conniving monster Chester is? <laughs> Please. Um, and by the way, Chester, like literally moving to New Jersey makes it perfect right. for him to to like be a be a mob lawyer and ideally um, this is a, a great time to uh, talk about that because we're so far into the podcast that nobody's going to listen this far into it mm, sure yeah no this is perfect time to just like spout off and go on tangents right um to me uh, uh anyway okay so we we did 50 to 26 what the problem is chester didn't say that we cut off halfway so a lot of people listen like i'm from texas i want to know where texas ranks on akiva and chester's state rankings 
But the podcast just ends at 26 and we say stay tuned next week. And also, I felt bad we have to like make Antonio Mazzaro, who's our guest, great guest, come back next week for 25 to 1. But he thought it would be funnier to not mention it and just to end it. But to me, you know, I, if, if nothing else, I respect the listeners. Uh, and I, I did not want to do that. But ultimately, he has the iTunes account and I don't. So that's how he posted it. But he tricked a lot of people into listening to our podcast. Okay. For states that people don't care about. No offense, like South Dakota. Yeah, well, you got to be careful with that because uh, if uh, Chester keeps that up, you're going to end up with uh, an iTunes rating like my Uber rating. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. Um, yeah, I, we've never gotten a, a review less than five stars. <laughs> okay, and, so then you're doing, you're doing better than me. Yeah, we've actually were. We don't have a lot of reviews, but they're all five stars. So hopefully we won't get our first one. And if we do, I can easily blame Chester. True. One of his truly one of history's great monsters. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the worst. OK, so uh, what are you going to rank after states? You're going to do all the countries next? You know, I, I think it would be uh, a little bit too controversial to rank the countries. OK, I just think people have more country pride than state pride other than the Texans who have a lot of state pride. Like a lot of people were like, yeah, my state stinks. I even got asked by a bunch of Canadians to rank the provinces. Obviously, I had to Google the provinces, but I, um, I, uh, what's it called? You know, I, I did rank them. I thought you were twenty percent Canadian. I am a quarter. I don't know how it could be twenty. I don't have five parents <laughs> or five five grandparents. Uh, I am one fourth Canadian. My it, my grandfather wasn't like eighty percent Canadian, but anyway. Um, so I ranked them. I've only been to one of them. I threw you know Scott St. Pierre is from Saskatchewan. I figured it's got to be a good place. I ranked it three. People thought that was a hot take. I had Quebec last and. Uh, and Ontario first. Okay. Could you name another province besides the ones I just said? Did you say Newfoundland? No, I did not say Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I don't know. How you yeah. But yeah. That was in the bottom. I just, it's a little smaller. Okay. Edward Island, Prince Edward Island or something is one of them. There's a couple small ones. PEI, yeah. There's like Alberta. Sure. Alberta. Uh, you're like a Canadian expert. You were just in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like uh, the 22% Canadian. Well, you think you just go to a place once? You're like you're a typical traveler. Like, oh, I was in Malaysia for a week. I'm, you know. No, I know. know everything about I, it. I know that no matter where I go, for as long as I stay, I'm still an American. Uh, that's one of the things I've learned today. You're still an American. What if you move to Canada? What are you then? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do I have, is there like common law citizenship? I don't know. You got to ask our lawyer. Okay. Got to get him on the phone. All right. Uh, I feel like that we're keeping the lawyers uh, pretty busy today. Well, it's one lawyer, but uh, in fairness, he's got a lot of free time, I feel like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keith, what's the hashtag for the betrayal? Ooh, I'll, I'll give you a few options, okay? Okay, what do you got? I'm going to come up with these off the top of my head. Uh, drop dead rules. <laughs> drop dead rules. Okay. Uh, the wish phone, which is like an iPhone, but you wish on it and then it breaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, titular betrayal. Titular betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, stuff your sorries in a sock. Stuff your sorries in a sock. Uh, I have some other uh, nominations for you. All right. Give me them. Um, yeah. Including uh, <laughs> uh, Friend Landerer. I don't even remember that coming <laughs> up, but okay. Uh, that uh, the greatest living American. <laughs> okay. Is that why you uh, did that pod, the tournament with Chester? Great, great yeah, living American. Let me think of it. That's my rap name. I've always been like, who's the greatest living American? Uh, I've got uh, Young Uncle Junior. <laughs> I like Young Uncle Junior. That's good. Uh, did I say uh, Kosher Rumspringer? Uh, you didn't say that. I like that. Kosher Rumspringer. Let's, I don't know. What do you like? I like. There's a bunch of good ones here. Yeah. It's an embarrassment of riches here. Yeah. Uh, 
what about the uh, David crossover uh, for <laughs> ideas <laughs> for uh, for the new uh, Sopranos prequel? That's pretty good. Did we say that, though? No, no. That's, I feel uh, like some of these you're coming up with on the spot. That's not canon. Yes. OK. Um, kosher rum springa. I like what do you like? <laughs> kosher rum springa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, OK. Yeah, that's hard to spell, though. That's the only thing with that. I mean, listen, so we've got very smart listeners. Uh, do do we see, do anything about Topher? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But Topher, if you're out there, give us a, give us a holler. Let us know you're listening. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, anything about the saris? It's just a lot. Like, stuff your saris in a sock. Is, it's a lot of work. Give it a, or, <laughs> but what if it's, characters but what if it's the other sorry? Well, that, that only cuts out, like, two letters. <laughs> like, the dress, sorry? Like, S-A-R-I? Yes, yes. Yeah, that cuts out like it goes from S O. Do you believe? Do you believe me on that or no? Do I believe you on what? That are you more convinced or less convinced at this point? I am. I'm much more convinced. I'm almost on your side. Oh, go- yeah. all we're, right. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Mr. Melman, and I'm gonna get back to you. Okay. All right. So, who, are you gonna contact him or Mike Bloom first? Oh, that's a good question. Who am I gonna contact when I'm done? Mike Bloom, because I because it's easier to DM than tweet. I have to think <laughs> of like. I had to phrase this where I don't get blocked by Melman. Okay. So first I'll message Bloom and then I'll worry about Melman. All right. And what and what's the official hashtag? Uh titular betrayal. Titular. No, uh, kosher rum springer. Okay. Kosher rum springer. Okay, there you go. Google it if you know how to spell it. All right. Uh good stuff. All right. All right. Seinfeld at post show recaps is the mailbag uh, for uh, each week. And uh, we get these emails and uh, we are going to uh, run through them. And so, uh, Keeve, I noticed that you sent the emails. You want to do the emails in the reverse order? Well, I don't think we could read every word backwards. Yes. <laughs> okay. I did title the mailbag backwards. It's Leia Treb. Uh, Gobblem. Yes. Right. Okay. Trail mail. But um, you're getting yeah, very, I think we got You're getting very gimmicky. Backwards. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about backwards. But yeah, let's start with Chester. We always we always end with Chester. Why don't we start with Chester? Okay. Whatever. Reason. Your best friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, is who? he an American? Because he's leaving New York and moving to New Jersey tomorrow. <laughs> is he an American? Is he cast in the uh, <laughs> Sopranos prequel? Uh, he could be. He could be the. <laughs> what's the lawyer's name in The Wire? The lawyer in the wire. Are we doing a wires prequel also? No, but what's the lawyer's name in the wire? I don't. I don't remember. You know who I'm talking about, though. Like the lawyer who's always in the wire. <laughs> yeah, Chester. Chester is like that guy, but for the Sopranos spinoff. Okay, if we spin off the Sopranos, uh, he says, "Who gets off a 23 hour plane ride and goes immediately to a coffee shop, dragging all their luggage?" I, I, I guess uh, Chester has never seen an episode of Seinfeld because that's all these people do. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Do we ever see George like run to the bathroom when he gets off the no, plane? No, no, we never see anything about that. That's weird, right? We should actually see George like make an emergency run to the bathroom. Well, we don't see them like, get right off the it. plane. I know, but like the whole, there's so much of George needing to go to the bathroom and that doesn't pay off. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they might not have eaten the food on the plane. I think that's the answer. Like if you don't eat on the plane, you're hungry when you get off a 23 hour flight. Yeah. So Chester says, uh, Elaine, hears the no bathroom idea from Pinter's parents. How does George hear it? Um, well, we already uh, addressed that. Uh, why would Elaine uh, try to convince her friend to accompany her to India? Tell him not to use the bathroom. It's a good question, right? I, she, she must have said. She blurted you know it all out. Parents said when she yeah, she drunk. blurted it all out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, she said, you know what they said? Don't even use the bathroom. That's why they're not going. And she didn't care. But George cared. Yeah. Chester was a, why did Elaine buy four tickets anyway? Yeah. And I like how Kramer says, what about the cost of changing the name of the ticket from Kramer to Nina? 
Right? Mm-hmm. She just bought like four open-ended tickets. Mm-hmm. Whoever wanted to go. It was like a basketball game. It's a pre-9-11 world, Keith. That's true. Yeah, I think pre-9-11, Chester, you could actually uh, change the name on a ticket. Much easier, probably. Chester has a pretty hot take here. Uh, isn't blowing out candles on a cake gross? Uh, right before I eat cake, I love watching someone expectorate all over it. Oh, big word. <laughs> yeah, what a, a SAT word kill. from, you know, from <laughs> Chester who just took the SATs last week. Yes. How do you do? Did we know yet? Oh, I don't think you don't get your score right away. I don't think he's going to like pay extra to find out his score. You like call in. Yeah. Are you with Chester on? You don't want anybody to blow out birthday candles. Yeah. He says it's gross. Remember, I think all cake is gross. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't true. mind what about blowing a birthday pie. Candles. Birthday pie. Well, you know, they put a candle in it, but I don't need candles. Also, when you're my age, like, what are you going to put 33 candles in the pie? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't if it's one candle, how much blowing is being done? Yeah. How much icing does it take to uh, put greatest living American on the cake? I mean, my name is long as it is. So if you even a Keith Wieneker is not much short. That shortens it. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're both we're two guys with long last names. It's hard to write the full name on the cake. What yeah. So uh, do you what would you prefer uh, for Chester? So some sort of like a Jeff Probst torch snuffer for the birthday cake yeah, or you just eliminate a, the yeah. candles? Try, I, I could see Chester getting a big argument with his kids like, I'm not going to eat your stupid cake if you blow, you know. Do you realize that, how much bacteria is transmitted? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and and uh, no, I, I, I li- listen, kids are, are that's part of the fun is blowing up the candles. Kids like fire. Right. All right. What about Amir? Amir says George is only interested in dating Nina because he thinks that Jerry's never slept with her. But back in season five of the masseuse, George finds Jerry's girlfriend so irresistible that he's willing to overlook the fact that they were she was Jerry's girlfriend. I don't see why it's now such a deal breaker. I agree. Why? Why does he care? Like I, I, the difference is the, the Jerry Nina thing is different than the Elaine Pinter thing because the Elaine Pinter thing, Elaine is zero percent at fault. Right. Mm-hmm. The Jerry Nina thing happened midstream. Right. Yeah. I don't know why he's so hung up on it. I mean, uh, that was pre-knowing that Jerry had a move. Uh, yeah. I don't really, I, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, we're not sure why he's so intimidated by Jerry. Like, why would he have cared if they had, if they had dated two years ago? That's the question, right? right? He might have been more uh, desperate at that point where it was like, he would take true. whatever he can get. Now he's a little more discerning that, you know, he has a new girlfriend yeah. every week. Yeah, he's picky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else does Amir have? He says... Elaine tells Jerry that his name is Jugdish in Indian, which we hear at the end of the episode also as it's going off the air. Yeah. While there are many different languages spoken in India, the official language is Hindi and English. Indian is not a language. Oh. William, you're coming with this facts. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what do you have to worry about? Your name is the same uh, in either way. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that Indian wasn't a language, but I guess now that I hear it, it makes sense. Yeah. So what is Robart? Is that Hindi? I guess. No, I guess in India, they change the names up a little bit. Like, it's the same letters but and the same alphabet, but maybe they call people different things. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Uh, or maybe they're making it up, and somebody said Robart, but they're just effing <laughs> with us. They're screwing with us. I don't know. Who's Robart? Dan the Benefactor says, uh, when Jerry is in Newman's apartment and Newman is macking on his new girlfriend. Never G- say that word again, Dan macking? the Benefactor. Oh, yeah. God. You don't like I, that? Dan the Benefactor just macked our, uh, our <laughs> pool. I, I had to send him a big check. <laughs> Um, Jerry insultingly says to the woman, you know, he's a postman. Uh, Dan says, this is a big party foul. It's Newman's apartment. Jerry invited himself over. Don't come to somebody else's house and insult them. Boy, uh, Dan is really pro Newman. Yeah. And pro postman. Dan loves the postman. I agree. It's, this is an insane insult anywhere, especially at his house. Right. So close to his birthday. Like it's, it's nuts. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, then secondly, uh, 
I don't get the disdain. Kramer is a drug dealer, according to Dan. I, but we've uh, long had that theory. George That's canon dr- on, on our podcast. Yes. George drifts from job to job. Newman at least has a stable career. Is being a postman really worthy of that disdain? I think this is a pretty bad look for Jerry. And in fact, the woman seems to be squarely on Newman's side. Yeah. I wonder if, how long Newman like wished for he could get the like she's not there forever. I, I, I wonder if it's just like a one time thing. Like you get her for a week and then the genie gives her up. You think this is like some sort of like monkey's paw type thing where uh, she ends up like uh, just like spontaneously combusting at some point? No, I think she just like realizes that she's dating Newman. Like she, there's a spell over her right now. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. Great question from Trevor. Did you say Topher? From Trevor. Oh, Trevor. No, not Trevor. Topher. I got my hopes up for a second. I, he, he wants to know if this would have been a good series finale. I think this is a really interesting question. Hmm. If, all right, put yourself in the mind. We're going, it's the final episode of Seinfeld. Will they go to India for Sue Ellen Mishki's wedding? I think maybe you have to throw in like the parents a little bit more, right? You got to throw in some of the side characters. But if they tried something this fancy, going, you know, in reverse. For the final episode. And they end with Susan coming back to life, followed by the final scene of the whole series is Jerry and Kramer meeting each other in the apartment. I think to me, ultimately, that is a much better received finale. Indeed, I think it's considered a classic if if this is the fina- series finale. And I think it's a great point. It's interesting. Um, I like that. I, I like what we do. I think it needs to be an hour long, certainly. Uh, I think we need yeah, to add some to more stuff this would have to be an hour, which, again, it gets much more confusing going backwards for an hour. Right. Uh, a lot more uh, sorries to stuff, certainly. Yes. Into that mm-hmm. hour. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah. also, does the idea of wish fulfillment, which is very, uh, you know, very, very omnipresent in this episode, did FDR... Did the kid in the deleted scene that we talked about, did Mm -hmm. Newman, did any of them wish that the core four would go to jail? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, it's not canon, the kid, because that's a deleted scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Newman, he doesn't have another birthday after this. Right. So I don't think so. I don't think he had another wish to to go to give. Mm. Uh, But I mean, this episode, if what Newman saw a shooting star, boom. Yeah. I wish the core four would go to jail. Right. Yeah, that's true. So that's possible. That's possible. Uh, yeah, no, I like the sure. idea for a finale. That could be an interesting way to go. Yeah, Trevor, I like the way you're thinking. It's a good email. Okay. Email of the week. All right. Uh, Alex in Portland. Uh, there's a big continuity error in the betrayal. In the last scene, we see Jerry moving into his apartment. Kramer comes over to meet him in a crossover episode with Mad About You. Is this canon, Keeve? Are we the Mad About You episode? Mad About You stuff? Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a big continuity. We, we can't worry about Mad About You's continuity. It's a good question, but right. I, I'm, not, I'm not losing sleep over this. We Alex see Paul Reiser is subletting his apartment to Kramer. Paul then asks uh, Kramer how Jerry is doing, pointing at his door. So this would mean that Kramer moved in after Jerry and not before him. So, yeah, I think that this is more of a Mad About You continuity error. I think that the Mad About yeah. You is not canon. Yeah, when we do the Mad About You podcast, email in in uh, season one, episode eight. Now, that being we'll said, have- that being said, mm-hmm. uh, when we do the Friends podcast, um, yes. Yes. you know, uh, which, you know, uh, at what point are we doing the Friends podcast? Is that, is well, that at that after- point, it'll be called, it'll be called Enemies because we will really hate each well, other. By we'll, it'll yes. be like 2022. We right. have to finish Seinfeld, well, go back and right. listen to all of our old podcasts, review those. Right. That's, a hun- that's like 180 episodes. Well, we already talked about how this is ending. And then uh, is at what point does the Friends podcast? Well, Curb. 
Yeah. I think it's Curb, Mad About You, The Nanny, Friends. That's our order, I think, we established. <laughs> but I do think that Mad About You is canon in the Friends universe. Mad About You in the Friends universe is canon, and The Nanny is canon in the BoJack Horseman universe. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and Vicky wants to know, has either of us ever had Clams Casino? Well, you're out on Clams Casino, right? No, I don't even know what it is. I think it's pretend. What's Clams Casino? No, it's got to be something. Uh, what is Clams Casino? Uh, Clams Casino. Uh, Sounds like something Frank Sinatra would have ordered when he went to like the Venetian in yeah, the 1950s. I know. Um, this is the, uh, the apparently that this is a, a name for a musician. Clams Casino. Clams Casino. So it's is not a, a real dish. No, it is. Uh, let me see. Uh, so this is. Is it like baked clams? What is it? It looks like some sort of like uh, clams okay, that are I got cooked. It. I got but, it. Yeah, but put clams casino is a clam on the half shell dish right. with breadcrumbs and bacon. Oh, this is very not kosher. Right. Like right, right bacon right. and clam. In <laughs> right. There. Uh, it's, it's a like, Rhode Island special. Yeah, it's not baked clams, but it's similar, I guess. I can't even fathom how bad this would be at Monk's. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the joke is. Yeah. So, what uh, if I like stop keeping kosher once and like <laughs> and just that's what you wasted it on? Casino? Could you imagine? Like if you get, let's say you get like three cheated, three cheats in your whole life. Like you get, you know, wishes from your birthday or something. You get, you, you, every birthday you get you a You basically cheat. got like, a kosher hall pass? Kosher hall pass, kosher rumspringa, <laughs> and I waste it on Glam's Casino from Monks. Okay. Uh, that would be good. <laughs> do are you, you going to do it before the pet draft or after on the finale weekend? Uh, like what's the bathroom situation on the bus? <laughs> I don't know. Sean Falcon needs to email casino. Kenny Kramer and find yeah, out. Kenny Kramer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Bieber is definitely not coming now. You're totally I mean, not, now. You now you're totally scared Bieber off. Listen, if the Biebs wants to come, we will go first class for the Biebs. <laughs> we will even JB if you're listening. We'll give you the first pick in the draft. I know we promised Falconer a top 10 pick. What if that's his condition? Or Dan the, Dan what, the what if he says, okay, uh, I, I would I would join you, but my favorite dish is Clams Casino. And, and we, I, I, my dream, my bucket list is to go out for you guys, with you guys for Clams Casino after the right. finale podcast. Oh, so I have, to, I have to stop keeping kosher for the first time in my life to hang out with Justin Bieber? Yeah. Okay. I'll let me think of it. I'll get back to you by the end of the show. Okay. All right. Um, uh, what about Lindsay? Lindsay, she wants to know if we've gone to any destination weddings um, or drama-filled weddings. Yeah, uh, my wedding was in Florida. Is that a destination wedding? Mm, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess so. Florida. It can be. Yeah, I'd say that. I, I went to one in like North Carolina one time. Mm. I also went to one in like in uh, I went to a few in like upstate New York. Like, uh, my have you been former, to a drama-filled wedding besides my own? Besides your own? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I mean that the uh, maybe the most dramatic one I went to was where my uh, like in college, I did have like a, a couple of best friends and one of them, the last of them who got married, he was like freaking out before the wedding. Like he was like in like uh, like right before the wedding, he was like hyperventilating mm-hmm. before like he was a panic gonna, attack. Yeah, panic attack. Um, and then yada, yada, yada. Six months later, they were separated. But oh, is he remarried? I think so. Yeah, you think so? All right. Clearly, you're still in touch it's, with him. Well, it's it's kind of, it's a little bit of a dodgy uh, situation. It was weird. Okay. okay, he's not your best friend anymore. No. Right. What is what is too much Ariel, drama? What does Ariel have to say? Uh, is the episode funny if watched in chronological order? I don't think it is. Good question. Yeah, uh, historians have debated this. Uh, listen, is any episode this funny is no? This is the experiment. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. somebody needs to watch it. Now, should it be like, like, I don't know. Has Mike Bloom gotten to this point? I don't know. Mike, if you're out there, 
Like Mike, Mike Bloom like, needs to watch the DVD. Like he gets the show. He understands oh, it. Only watch. Okay. Because I was thinking like we could all do this and a lot of people. No, have done it. no. Someone it, who's never seen the episode. First airing. But like Seinfeld. First airing. And yeah, then I put think, his I iPhone Mike. voice recorder yeah. on the table yeah. and mm. then watch it straight through. I want to hear the laugh track. Monitor's heart. Monitor's heart. Does he laugh? Does he have a Fitbit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think will will he do it? Uh, yeah, I will. I will put Mike Bloom up to this, and we'll get back. You're going to take next. care of this. I will take care of this. I will DM Mike Bloom, and I will. I will get him to do this. That you're not going to. I hope he hasn't seen the episode. Why would I forget? Do I forget things? Mm, yeah, I mean routinely. Okay. Well, I'm going to mark it down right now. <laughs> you want to make a note? Yeah. The, 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 the Friends podcast is for sure going to be called Enemies. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and then lastly, Johnny De Silvera says uh this episode is based on the harold pinter play the betrayal uh yeah we talked about that um how are jerry george and nina all able to go to swellen's wedding without invitations oh what is she checking invitations at the door swellen mishki i we don't even like they don't you know we don't know what the actual um first of all i feel like the indian are they're the indians are very friendly people they're not going to be like sure. you know like oh uh, you know you only paid for 87 heads you know like here and there's eight, there's 92 people at the wedding like Right. I think it's more of like a communal thing, hopefully. I don't know. And anyway, they never get there. So they just went to the service in the church or the not the church, whatever, whatever it is that they are. I don't know other religions, but the uh, she seems to be happy to have any friends there. Like Elaine is her best friend at the wedding. And Jerry is literally her second best friend at the wedding. Yeah. So the, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. That, but there's a lot of people, though, at the actual ceremony. And she's rich. We know she's rich. She's an heiress. <laughs> who were all so these people? Back? Because it wasn't Pinter's family. It's not her family. Yeah. It must be like co-workers. I guess they may that uh, Pinter might have a lot of relatives in India. Yeah. It may be Pinter's like extended Indian family. Correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so in your total rankings, uh, I would say... Probably, I think that this is going to get points for being iconic in terms of a memorable episode. Yeah. Um, does how how much does that ultimately give it? I mean, it is different, and I think that that does sort of help it stand out from the crowd. Does it get to? 38 in your rankings. Uh, I agree. This is the most different episode of the whole series. The degree of difficulty is not just higher than any episode of Seinfeld, but any episode of any sitcom I can possibly think of uh, at this point in time. Maybe, you know, are you a BoJack guy, like the underwater episode of BoJack Horseman or something like that? Um, I gotta be honest, I thought that was a little overrated. I I did watch that. I hear, by the way, I hear what you're saying. Again, that episode also wasn't funny. It was clever, right? Yeah, yeah. And the ending was great. The ending where he really, I don't want to spoil it, but the ending of the episode is sensational. Mm. Um... I, but you know what I'm saying. There's ep- there's episodes now where it's wow. I can't believe this and this show did it. Where here this is just like light years ahead of what anybody else is doing, and they pulled it off. Like there's not a lot of mess up. There's not a lot of major continuity errors. Uh, to me, it's an iconic episode, and it, it's just playing on a different plane than all but the best absolute funniest episodes. I have this all the way up at number twelve. Number twelve. Oh my god. I mean, this is the most impressive feat of the... Listen, it's great to come up with uh, the jerk store called and they're running out of you. That's an amazing, iconic joke. What they did in this episode is really impressive. We're taking it for granted because we're familiar with it for 20 years. But when I first watched this episode as a wee lad uh, in 1997, I thought to myself, like, afterwards, I was, like, stunned. Like, I thought to myself, what the hell did I just watch? Like, the 14-year-old Keeve you know was was amazed i was like probably i don't know if there were message boards but if there were you know 
I was probably calling up my friends at at nine thirty at night and saying, "Yeah, did you see? Did you see Seinfeld? Did you see?" I wouldn't say the betrayal because I bet your friends were name. blowing up your dad's WhatsApp chat group. <laughs> what was the WhatsApp of nineteen ninety seven? I don't know. They were probably. I guess we were just getting least, on AOL. At least five hundred messages uh, in there, right? On AOL, like you, they didn't <laughs> even have AIM yet, right? You could just be. You'd be on AOL. You'd have to sign in to get your messages. Yeah. Wow. And like, if you weren't there, I don't think you would ever get them. Um, yeah. No, I think this is a very reasonable rating. Uh, number 12 to me. This is this is just playing a different sport than all the other episodes, Rob. We're, we're underrating the degree of difficulty. I agree in terms of funniness. It's not up there. But this is a great episode. How about in terms of if this aired in 2017 and this mm. was a show that was on and... You didn't watch it live. Like, let's just say this is like uh, whether you want to say it's like the uh, this is the eighth episode of Master of None. I'm trying to think of like what the parallel is in terms of like, yeah, uh, like there's nothing that rivals how like uh, much people are watching it at the time. But but if you, you know, you probably wouldn't have seen it live. You would have heard about it first. It's like, oh, so Twitter would have been going nuts. Alan Sepinwall writes a long thing about it. Right. And you, you're you sort of like, you know about it, and then you watch it. Uh, is this, um, you know, does it become... It's hard to say it'd be bigger, but I, I feel like It's that- very... You know, what you're saying is hard, because Seinfeld invented this. Like, there's shows that that basically, like, like in Old, and It's Always Sunny, that use the Seinfeld template and take it to more extreme levels, because, like, with time, we get better. It's like... The argument now that's very in vogue of like, who would win the 97, you know, Bulls or the 2017 Warriors? Well, it's like everything sort of worked like anything the 97 Bulls did, like worked up through like the nine, you know, the 2000 Lakers and then the 2003 Spurs and then like eventually got to where we are today. So it's very hard to sort of work that progression without without like it's a world where this episode never existed. Yes, Hmm. it would be a less impressive feat now because many more people are playing with the format and there's a zillion more shows, right? Right. Like Louis could have done an episode like this eight times and nobody would bat an eye. Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I, I understand your point of that you're saying In that its time, nobody... And I think this episode holds up. It's it's a marvel to watch again. There's It's probably the most rewatchable episode in terms of like picking things up you didn't see the first time. And the fact that it's not funny, well, if it was funny, it would be number one to me. But it's not okay. funny, so that's why it's number 12. What if that 70s show did an episode that was like this? <laughs> Listen, Topher that would be, well, left that, that 70s that would, show. For the record, like for the record that would probably be the only thing that mm. could be bigger than this. Listen, I know Topher's out there listening. I don't want to. He, he left the show. I don't want to. <laughs> by the way, Topher, he left the show before it was over. I don't, I don't want to like bring up bad memories okay. for him. But Topher, if you're listening, let me know if you regret kind of leaving before the last season. <laughs> Should they do the Sopranos prequel in this style? Yeah, every episode totally backwards. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to be a lot of work for David oh, Cross. Could you imagine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Well, David Cross is really going to have his, uh, his work cut out for him. David Cross. Did you write Seinfeld? <laughs> to me, it would be more work for Alan Sepinwall. And then for me, having to read Alan Sepinwall every week or listen to like Antonio and Josh try and figure out right. what happened. I guess you'd be on that podcast. You're a Sopranos guy. Right. So then I wouldn't listen because you'd just be complaining about it. That's what I hear. Okay. Yeah. I'll ruin the Sopranos uh, prequel also. Sorry, David what Cross. What would you call it? Um, the Sopranos prequel. Um, I think you call it like something like Bada Bing or something. You 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 have to come up with something uh like that sort of uh references the Sopranos or like Young Tony wouldn't work. Well, you can't right. You can't do Young Tony. I don't think at all. I think it has to be 
like old school. I think you either go old school or you go like for, Godfather for, Two, like Tony's father, like in the fifties. Yeah, I think you do Tony's like, 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 like young Uncle even, Junior maybe. and stuff like that. Young Uncle Junior has to show up. You need some recognizable characters like Better Call Saul. You need to be waiting around for some familiar faces. Yeah. Uh, it's hard because you don't have Gandolfini to play Tony. I think you do. Listen, AJ Soprano is the most available yeah. guy on earth. So maybe you go to the future and you do AJ and and uh, and then she <laughs> takes over. And then you have like, it's like Wonder Woman, but for the Sopranos, right? You got a female, the first ever woman leader of of a, of a, of a New Jersey, you know, Italian like crime family. Wait, who is? <laughs> who is What's the, the girl's name? Janice? Meadow. Carmella? Me- Meadow. Meadow. No, Janice's, please. Janice's. <laughs> Wait, what? Are we- Meadow, Meadow is the new leader of the crime family. I think that's a good show. Uh, wait, I thought uh, we're doing a prequel. Now you going into we're doing it no, in the, in I the said future. It. We can't do a prequel because what are you building to? The whole prequel sour. It's better by call Saul. That- it's better call Saul. Yeah, but but in Better Call Saul, Brian Cranston isn't dead. I feel like if Brian Cranston, God forbid, was dead in real life, that would put a pall over the entire cat. Oh, the entire you think it's like sh- a show. Princess Leia type thing? It's like yeah, a yeah, poor totally. Taste. Whatever that. Okay. Means. Princess Leia. All right, yeah. but you can do you. But what if you did it in the in the uh, Tony Soprano's dad's time, and then uh, David Cross could play it's Uncle the, it'd Junior. It have to be grandfather. Yeah. Wait. So Cross is Cross is like the EP, and he's the star. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna play Uncle Junior, young Uncle okay. Junior, young, young Uncle, Uncle Junior. Junior. Yeah, it's this. The show is set in like uh, 1955. That you could. Young have, Uncle Junior is a good rap name. Yeah. If anybody out there is getting into the rap game. Do okay. you remember from one of the first episodes what would be my rap name if I was a rapper? Uh, I'll be very impressed if you could remember me. this. You're testing me. Yeah, you would, there's no no one would remember this. What is it? It was a Greatest Living American. That was my rap. Name. That's how that all that whole thing got started. Are you technically an American? I uh, I mean I'm like fifth generation New York. Like I was I, I don't know what yeah, you're but doing. But you don't but currently like, live in America. I, you don't like lose your citizenship if you if you go abroad. Like my father's from New York and his father's from New York. So you could just stay. And you could just stay in, his, in Israel forever, and then you're always still an American. Yeah, you're. I'm not. You're, I'm not you, shading you. I just. I really. I, I know. Don't, I'm no, asking. I know. Yeah, you're. You could have like two nationalities for sure. You know, uh, I'm not as smart as you are. Sometimes I'm just trying to. You're smarter. You're just. I think maybe sometimes you're less worldly. I, I am. I look. I, I am trapped in a house in a yeah. dark room, talking about old TV all day. Yeah, no, for sure. Sometimes for sure. it's new TV. Sometimes, new Sometimes TV. it's very old TV. Sometimes it's very old TV. I also think the problem with the Sopranos grandfather thing is like, then you get back into the 20s, you lose me. I'm not watching a show. It's not in the 20s. It's in the 50s. I know. But then it's like, are you leading up to the final episode where we like finally see adult James Gandolfini and he's like, no, it's like no, hologram? it's 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 about the uh, the death of uh, Tony's dad. What if we go to Italy and we and we based show in Italy? And it's like, what's the guy who like, or like the guy who runs away to Russia? Furio. Furio. It's Furio in Russia. That. Nobody's going to watch Furio that. Furio goes to Russia. And then like, there's very few shows set in Russia. I feel like that's a hot topic right now. I would watch that show. I don't mind watching subtitles. And also the thing about subtitles, it gets you to read. Most of the time people are on their phone. Let's let's get a Furio spinoff. Okay. Forget prequels. We're talking spinoffs. All right. Uh, can we go into the mailbag? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's do the letter grades for this story, Keeve. And I guess, what is Jerry's story here? This is tougher than almost any other episode to separate them, right? What is Jerry's storyline? It's just that he, you know, him and Nina and him trying to get George not to realize that he has slept with Nina. I mean, is it possible to, do do we just have to grade Jerry, Elaine, and George together and then grade Kramer? Yeah, let's do two grades. Let's do two grades. Okay. Uh, do you have any sort of uh, different rubric you want to use than uh, just letter grades for this? 
Uh, yeah, saris. We're doing saris. Okay, how many? How many saris? You know what a sari is, by the way. Yes, uh, of course. That uh, of course I know what it is. Okay. The 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 Indian dress that we've been talking about. Talking about? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, the the uh, so how many saris out of four? How many how stuff, many saris can you stuff in a sock? I will stuff three and a half saris in in this sack. Uh, I think. Are you, oh, wait, hold on. Most, I thought we're stuffing them in a yeah, sock. In a, I said a sock. Yes, that's, that's sack. A, okay. Well, I, stuff them in a in a sack. No, I want I want to stuff them in a sock right now. Okay, right now we're stuffing them in a sock. <laughs> okay, that's canon. Three and a half saris in a sock out of four. I'd say of all the character rankings of the entire series, this is by far the hardest. As you said, you know, you, it's very. You, Kramer has a very distinct storyline that's that's simple to grade. These three, there's so much cross pollination, um, and they have separate mini storylines, but. I'll give it three and a half. It's just hard to grade. What about you? I'll give it a three. I like the ambitious nature of it, but I think that overall the jokes are somewhat sparse. I feel like that we get some sort of like recurring gags, but overall this is uh, not a laugh riot. So I'll mm. give it three, but it's, I guess, uh, similar to uh, the last episode we talked about where uh, heavy on plot. Uh, but kind of light on the jokes. Yeah. Again, there's no time for for jokes in this episode. I mean, what's the best Kramer, joke in the whole show? Hmm. I'll get back down that in a second. Let me give. Let me grade Kramer's, and I'll yeah. think about what you grade Kramer's. Uh, to me, it's a. I'll give it two two sorries in a sock out of four. I like the Newman scene, but some of the FDR scenes are pretty weak and forgettable, like Lomez outside and stuff right. like that. Him yelling on the him yelling outside is a pointless scene that could have been cut. But the idea of it is funny enough. I like. I kind of like FDR as a one-time popping guest. Uh, so I give it two two sorries in a sock. I'll give it two again. That it's ambitious. They they, they try to do a lot of stuff here. Newman, I think, kind of saves it for me. I don't like the stuff about the wishing, and it just goes on and on and on about like uh, them being like children. Uh, I wish for this. I wish for this. Well, I double wished for it. So for me, I'll give it two. And I don't like FDR. Okay, you the, the president. You like Franklin Delano Romanowski. You hated the president who served like many. No, I, I the president is fine. I'm good with the president, but uh, Franklin mm. Delano uh, Romanowski, other than a funny name, the actual guy, yeah. I, I don't care for him. Okay, well, we don't have to see him again. We don't have to see him again. Um, I, in terms of the best joke, I'll tell you one joke. I don't think we mentioned that was a pretty funny throwaway joke, where George says like, hey, you know, they're talking about how everyone's upset on their birthday. And George says, a bad day of everyone in your house. You're thinking, oh, this is the best I got. These mm-hmm. are my friends. And Jerry says, every day is my birthday. That's like a decent throwaway line. I think there's more good throwaway lines than like classic lines. But yeah, there's no, if you were describing this episode, you describe the plot. There's no way you'd describe one of the jokes from this episode. Yeah, there's no uh, iconic joke. Uh, stuff your sorries in a sack, mister, I think ends mm. up being a memorable line from this. But yeah. I, I just think that overall, this is the backwards episode where they go to the Indian wedding. But I don't think that there's anything that ends up being sort of like, uh, the, well, like what's the, the most iconic moment from this? Is there anything from this that makes the, you know, uh, final montage? No, I, I, but in hindsight, the Susan moment is, has to be the most iconic moment. Yeah, probably. Bring Susan back from the dead is pretty probably. epic. And, and Jerry meeting Kramer for the first time, seeing that on screen is also pretty awesome. Okay. Um, Let's get into talking about where this is in your episode rankings. 
So the episode starts off with now we've seen everybody returning from India, walking into monks. And George is asking uh, that he wants Elaine to sleep with him, of course, that uh, as viewers first time through. We're like, wait, what? Why is George supposed to be uh, sleeping with Elaine? Yeah, very aggressive when you're just seeing it out of the blue. And even with, you know, knowledge of everything that's happened so far, incredibly aggressive. Right. We also don't know why they're talking about just coming off a 23-hour plane ride. We don't understand uh, why that is. We don't understand why Elaine has a bandage on her nose. Yeah, we don't know when George says you could stuff your sorries in a sock, mister, what he's... uh what he's saying? Did you say sack. sack or sock? I meant to say sack, but I like misspoke and said sock. <laughs> but I, but it's sack. Can you stuff your sorries in a sock? I mean, I get, I. That's a whole other podcast, but I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Jerry says, you know, please uh, stop saying that. Uh, he is tired of that. And Kramer comes in, and he wants to hear all about what happened. We uh, find out that uh, all the drama about how Elaine uh, slept with the groom in the past. To me, Elaine sleeping with uh, Pinter before the, he even knew Suel and Mishki. Uh, why does that derail everything, Keith? I mean, because Suel and Mishki is a crazy person. I agree in general. It's, it shouldn't be a big deal. I, I feel like most women, the average woman would not care. It happened, you know, two years ago. She didn't even like Elaine didn't even know that Pinter who Pinter was, uh, you know, at least from the Sue and Mishki part. Like she didn't even know, you know, really that he's the groom. But but, uh, you know, Sue and Mishki, she's a wild card. That's why it's her wedding. That's in India. That's why she's got no people at her wedding. And Elaine, who's not even her friend, is her best friend and her bridesmaid. Do we ever find out why Sue and Mishki is so warm to Elaine when she actually shows up? I mean, it seems like Elaine feels like that she's onto something where she is going to be uh, that she's caught Sue and Mishki in this plan. She's going there to spite her. But mm-hmm. Sue and Mishki is like, oh, my God, it's so I'm glad you're here. She's like now like, oh, Elaine, what are you doing here? Why didn't you just send a gift? Here's what I think happened. Sue and Mishki doesn't invite Elaine. She invites people. Everyone says, sorry, India's 23 hours away. I'm not coming. She realizes, hey, I'm going to invite Elaine. Either I'm trapping her and she has to send a present because she was invited to my wedding and she can't come because the last second and tickets are probably five times the price and it's insane for her to go. Or she can come and I'll at least have one friend at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And she and she chooses the latter. But I think either way, like, I don't know if definitely one of those is right. Possibly both. Right. So maybe she felt like, okay, uh, that oh, well, only my real friends will come and now I'll get presents from everybody. But it turned out that Elaine was the only person who actually did come. Right. So then maybe Sue Ellen Mishki invites her for spite. But then Elaine says she's coming and she's like, you know what? I have no friends coming. I'm so happy to have one friend here. My one friend in the world. Uh, and Even it, though Elaine's not even her friend. But, you know, she, she has one friend of me there. And it's Elaine. Okay. Uh Kramer gets up to go to the bathroom. Uh, this is where we see him uh, bump into the kids at the birthday party. Uh, worst birthday party ever for small kids uh, at Monk's Coffee Shop, would you say? Yeah. I, if you bring your kids to Monk's, I mean, in theory, maybe they had a like a bowling party or a roller skating party. And then the mom is just taking them out for a real lunch or dinner afterwards. That's my hope. Otherwise, this kid should be wishing ill will on his mom and not on yes, Kramer. You should wish uh, the, uh, his guardians drop dead uh, have a birthday party at Monk's. Yeah, that's that's pretty. It doesn't get worse than that. Hopefully the mom didn't just order the uh, the uh, the clam calamari, the casino clams or whatever. For the whole casino. Table. Yeah. 
Um, George also tells us that he didn't go to the bathroom the whole time when they were in India. Uh, did mm. we get any mail about this, Keith? Yeah, I, I think we did. I, my my question is 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 he talking about overall? Like, did he pee? Because uh, he says I could sweat it out, and like, what are you sweating out? I assume he meant pee. Like, he literally doesn't go to the bathroom. How long are they in India for? At least one night. I mean, I guess my concern is like, uh, they looks like they stayed in a nice place, Keith. Uh, yeah. George can't urinate in that hotel. Right. And and the Pinters tell Elaine, don't go to the bathroom. Right. In India. And we don't see that message get related to George at all. Right. But for whatever reason, it gets related to George. I mean, and then he just like he takes it as gospel. And again, as you said, the, the place they're staying, maybe the bathrooms are different than we're used to in the United States. But. It's crazy that he wouldn't use the bathroom like in the privacy of his own hotel or wherever they are. Jerry's room, which we see, looks very nice. <laughs> looks yeah, like it's nice. Looks really, really nice. So I don't understand what exactly is the issue. It's not like, you know, that they're being thrust into Slumdog Millionaire or anything like that. No, for sure. It doesn't make any sense. So, all right. Uh, we get on the screen one day earlier uh, and we see them back in India and. Suella Mishki is very upset about how Elaine slept with Pinter. Yeah, with her Pinter, wedding's off. Elaine tries to talk sense into her, but it doesn't work. Yes, uh, that Suella Mishki is humiliated. And uh, we see that Jerry and George have gotten into a feud here. And that there is a betrayal. So many betrayals in this episode, Keith. Yeah, which one, I wonder, is the titular betrayal? Well, the title, The Betrayal... I mm. think is a uh, terrible title for this episode. Nobody calls the worst. this. It's the worst title. I, I mean, I've said this before. It's the worst title in the whole series. Right. Uh, you know, because it should be called the backwards episode. But if you can't call it that, which I understand why you can't. You, it, why you can't have you? To make why reference can't you? The, because it's, it's too on the nose. And then people expect it when it's coming. They wanted to surprise the viewers. So you can't call it the back. I mean, I can call it the backwards episode to you now, like colloquially, colloquially. But the, I, I think it's uh you know, you, you have to call it like the Indian wedding or something like that. The Indian wedding. Everyone, Fine. Everyone will know what you're talking about if it's the Indian wedding. Fine. Uh, now, did you watch the inside look, Keeve? Yes. OK, so I that this story, uh, again, uh, co-written by our good friend uh, Peter Melman. He well, he was on the podcast. Best once, friend. So we'll call him. Yeah. Best friend. Uh, that there was a 1978 play called The Betrayal about uh, infidelity. And that story was told backwards. So that's where. Yes. This all comes from, but and written by Harold Pinter. Right, right. Um, still, the betrayal is the worst name. Terrible name. Terrible name. I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. And and which betrayal do they think of? I guess we could, as we go on, we can uh, we can figure that out. Okay. So uh, we see Jerry uh, pleading to George that he's sorry. Uh, George, uh, you can stuff your sorries in a sack, Mister. Not a sock. <laughs> Not a sock. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so George to Nina, first time we're seeing her in the episode. Uh, you have to decide right now, Jerry or me. Right. And again, we don't know who Nina is at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and she picks neither of them. OK. Uh, and she says that she got a free trip uh, to India and uh, you could take off those boots. Everybody knows you're five sick. Right. Which that line doesn't land that well. But in hindsight is a really funny line, especially had they included the the uh the timberland scene which they took out right 
and then finally, uh, we see Elaine with the nose ring, and Sula Mishki uh, tries to pull the nose ring right out of Elaine's nose. Yeah, I mean, that might be a crime in India. Like, she could be in a jail there. Yeah, you think that's Still what happened to, to Sula Mishki? Mm, it's possible. No, she's going to testify so. at the end, right? Uh, does she? I think she does, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's enough yeah, of no, a she definitely character. Does. She definitely, she's definitely in the finale. Okay, all right. So uh, we go back to uh, earlier that day, 15 minutes earlier, I believe. And we... Wait, s- no, I take it back, by the way. Sue Mishki not in the finale. Okay. Oh, really? What, uh, that seems like a... Did she get cut? No, I, I don't know. That's what I thought. I thought she was probably in it and she got cut. No, not in the finale. She really wronged the core four more than they wronged her. One of the rare people who, you know, they would testify at her trial when, you know, her trial for ripping out Elaine's nose ring. I mean, she did testify in a trial against Kramer, right? Yeah, we already had her testify. <laughs> we don't need more testimony. Right. I guess it would get tricky if you had her with Jackie Giles, right? They, they've already uh, been there, yes. done that. Okay. All right, so we see 15 minutes earlier um, where Elaine shows up at the wedding. She's like some sort of maid of honor, but also like flower girl that she's, uh, I, I'm not familiar with uh, Indian wedding custom. Uh, nor am I. Yeah. And she is uh, dropping the petals around. And uh, what happened to her last night? We find out that she was pretty loaded. Elaine got very drunk. Suddenly in this episode, Elaine is a huge lush where do you feel like that they've sort of just retconned this into the series after nine seasons, Keith? Um, I think it's not, even though we don't see a lot of Elaine drink, I don't think it's out of character for her to be like, a, you know, a pretty wacky drunk. So I don't think it's a total retconning here. OK, but at, at any other point previous to this, do we ever see Elaine drunk? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. No, it's possible we see her drunk once and I'm not thinking of it now, but. I think it's very much in character, honestly, for her to be like a quick drunk. Okay. And, uh, you know, Jerry talks about how uh, she was loaded. Uh, She also now has the nose ring, uh, which Jerry uh, says, hello, tetanus. Um, We see George and Nina coming into the wedding. And so uh, this is when George says that line that you mentioned about how it being 120 degrees, he can sweat it out about going to the bathroom. Right. So that I I assume he's talking about urinating there, right? Uh, You would think so. But again, that Seinfeld sometimes is trying to do clean comedy and you don't know necessarily uh, what they're referring to. I I just Jerry doesn't. You know what? We've had this problem before. Jerry just hates. It's not even that he's so clean, which he is. He doesn't curse in his in his actual set. But I, I, he just hates bathroom humor for the most part. For the most part, right. And so uh, George also has uh, Timbaland's uh, painted black. It's unclear why the shoes can't be tied anymore, though. They, they look like they're in uh, like getting into serious disrepair. Yeah, no, they've de- they're definitely a mess. <laughs> Pretty beat up. Okay, so uh, we have Jerry and George uh, sitting down. And Jerry says to George that they need to talk. And George is upset. George is getting frustrated. George is getting angry. He's getting angry because we he knows that Jerry slept with Nina. Yes, this is the titular betrayal. Nope. <laughs> the, I think that I yeah the, uh, yeah he he slept with Nina. We don't even know at this point if Nina's really George's girlfriend or what Nina is, but we know that Jerry slept with her. Yeah, and it's a problem. And well. Uh, this is where George is, uh, you know, getting angry. And again, uh, you could stuff your sorries in a sack, mister, is what he says here. So is this the only other time he says it in the episode before we get to that tag? Yeah, we have it. Th- yeah. Three times. Well, that's how many times you say a joke, right? Three times. 
And then the tag is the origin from Susan. And then am I making this up in my mind? I always thought that this was wordplay where that they were referring to uh, not just uh, sorry, S-O-R-R-Y, but a sorry, uh, which as described on Wikipedia, a female garment from the Indian subcontinent that consists of a drape varying from five to nine yards in length. Wow. I think you're overthinking it. I'm overthinking that the, the, uh, the clothes worn, the uh, Indian garment is a not mentioned sari? in the episode. All right. If, if that's true, you're the first person to ever pick up on it. I'm the first. I'm the only person. Get Melman. We, we have his email. This has to be intentional. Yeah. All right. This I can easily ask Melman. Like Elaine is literally wearing it. Uh, I don't. I, don't, I think I think you're ne- operating on the next level and they're not. If anything, if anything, this has to be in there. And it was like and it was cut from a from a draft because you can stuff your sorries in a sack, mister. Uh, there had to have been a line where somebody is stuffing saris into a sack. I, I truly think that while it's a great theory, I think we are. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> why would you prefer if they were stuffing they, saris in a sack? Why would they have sock? left that joke there? Why would they have left that joke there? It's too smart. It didn't play. Yeah, it's possible. But I, I feel like they, they if it's their fault, then they should have at least alluded to it. They don't mention the, the, the sorry. Elaine doesn't say I have to wear a freaking sorry. Yeah. How would it say like, oh. Like, what, you know, how am I going to fit this in my luggage? Like, well, you could stuff your saris in a sack, mister. Okay. So here on Reddit, mm-hmm. the wife says, we've got some extra cash. Should we upgrade our safe or purchase a traditional Indian garment? And me, there's a man and a woman in the thing, says better safe than sari. Okay. Okay. There's a, so now Rain Window Coffee pipes up and says, LOL, this reminds me of when I was buying some mesh laundry sacks to wash my saris in and my... Husband was like, you only need to get one. And I was like, seriously, you expect me to stuff all my saris in one sack, which he thought was hilarious because of some Seinfeld quote about stuff your saris in a sack. Mister. Yeah. So it's you and Rain Window Coffee <laughs> dying on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to my grave uh, saying that this had to be intentional. You might be right. Uh, listen, th- we can easily get the answer to this. We will ask Mailman. I have to figure out how to phrase it, but I, I won't waste time now with it. But the, we will, I will ask Melman. We will get our answer. So, will you take a stand on this? Are you, are, are you in or out on this? I like it, and I'm 100% sure you're wrong also. <laughs> really? No, but what do you mean? This is like an amazing theory. This is in your top five theories of the whole series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember what about uh, the, the poppy poop couch? I'll tell you what. On sitcomsonline.com, in the message boards from... 13 years ago, <laughs> there are a couple of people who think that it's a double pun. Not so crazy, is it? Oh, my God. But I'm telling you, no one's picked up on this. Okay. Until now. I almost think I almost think we <laughs> should like blow in the lid off the this whole thing. We are. We really like. Listen, no, I, I, I honestly think not to toot our horn in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. No one has gone through this this series with a finer tooth comb than two of us. I think without right. question. Right. People have written books about Seinfeld. That people bought. Right. And they still, like, didn't go through the minutia like we did. Right. Not that there's people who know the show better, obviously. There's people who've seen every episode 30 times. But I think from, like, a critical analytical perspective, there's very few, if any, people who have really, like, there's multiple things we've come up with that do not exist on the internet. Mostly you. Mostly you come up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But things that, that have no, here, there's one or two throwaways, one of them from 13 years ago. But there's a couple (sighs) things that you really... 
John Falconer can really uh, maybe he could come up with your greatest. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to disparage of. any other Seinfeld podcast because I'm sure that they no, do. No, no, no. By, they, by they the do, way, I don't they, listen to any other. Do, and they, I'm sure they do a, a a fantastic job of going through it and like uh, talking mm. about production notes and, and stuff like sure. that. But in terms of like picking things apart, yes. to <laughs> every little last detail yes. and nit. No, nobody yes. has given this show uh, a run for its money. Like you and I have. And I actually I don't know if anyone else would want to, to be fair. No, no. Uh, I, I actually go to um, a podcast. I I, st- I filled in for Josh Wiggler on the Leftovers uh, feedback mm. uh, show. Yes. And uh, yeah, there very was, popular podcast, right. although also a defunct podcast. Yes. At now at this now at this point. And there was a comment there from a uh, a, a user. I, I don't know if I should uh, dox them. I'll, I'll just give you their first name. Jeff writes. I've always mm. loved Rob's podcast almost since the beginning. I've listened to the Leftovers Feedback Podcast for about 15 minutes, and I finally crossed the threshold. The majority of him doing post-show recaps, uh, unless it's Better Call Saul or or Game of Thrones, is to listen to him nitpack the most finite detail of every aspect of the show. (laughs) And then he goes on to say, The Leftovers is a great show, and I'm ruining it. You're ruining The Leftovers and Survivor and Seinfeld. Yes. like a real trifecta. Yes. Um, Read the greats. Right. Uh, he goes on to say how I've ruined The Walking Dead and I did a podcast about <laughs> Die Hard. What a fun movie and a great escape from reality. But the podcast was a nonstop barrage of this wouldn't have happened or that guy wouldn't what have done Jeff that. What a Jeff move. Sorry, Rob. I will say this to Jeff. Well, let me just finish yeah. the, the, finish the yeah, comments. Finish, finish. Sorry, Rob. In my opinion, this ruins the fun of post-show recap. So you being on the show ruins the fun of your podcast network. Okay. Yes. Um, I will say uh, you dick, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, come on. The- <laughs> no, Jeff, we're not that kind of show. Um, Jeff, it's a bad, you know, Jeff, the, uh, if you just wanted us to come on and talk about how great the show was, it would be like 25 minute episodes and that would be it. And you wouldn't listen. So here you listen, you maybe hate it, but like, what do you want us to do? Talk about how great everything is. We're, we're intentionally. Yeah. What, what are we nitpicking. happy people? Yeah. No, maybe there's other shows out there for you, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually uh, that if I didn't know better, I would say that actually my wife has uh, created a discuss account to uh, comment on something. Finally. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that didn't happen. Who also has uh, made the comment of I uh, suck the fun out of everything. Yeah, I would say like offer her like a thousand bucks later if she could like make a discus account and make a comment <laughs> anonymously <laughs> okay without you catching her. all right let's not go t- uh too far off the uh beaten path here but going back to the wedding scene we find out that uh george knows that jerry slept with nina that's all and he demands reparations yeah i feel like a poor use of words reparations yeah that's bad yeah i don't think that's so pc yeah uh he that was not uh not not a solid no i yeah fine so, but also like what this is absurd like what jerry elaine's not even jerry's girlfriend it's kind of insane right if anything if jerry had a current girlfriend yes then yes. george should get to sleep with her should he should we're we're on record as saying that's fair that that would be fair not right but fair mm-hmm but all right. Elaine is his ex-girlfriend of many years at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, I do like how George consistently says through the episode when he's getting mad at Jerry. Funny guy. Funny guy. <laughs> yeah. You really feel George's pain with the bathroom stuff and everything he's going through here. Yeah. OK. <laughs> so uh, that George the, the very plainly tells Elaine, you have to sleep with me. It's reparation. Yeah. She's not buying it. Right. 
And so George is explaining, yes. And he basically blurts out, well, uh, look, you slept with him. He slept with her. And finally blurts out uh, that he had did not know that Elaine had slept with the groom. And he says it kind of loud, but not actually so loud that like, I feel like that the record would uh, stop. Right. Like the record stops. It's a pretty it's like a commercial. Like the record stops. Oops. Mm -hmm. Everyone heard it. Right. Um, And then the wedding is ruined. Wedding's off. Yeah. Wedding is off. The wedding is off. Okay. So we can now go back to four hours earlier and uh, we start to see the saga or I guess end the saga of Kramer and FDR Franklin Delano Romanowski. Yeah. One of the great names in Seinfeld history. Yes. Any relation to Bill Romanowski? I think that's like the name was just becoming popular. This was this was peak Romo cop. Like, you know, he was like very popular. He was like, the you know, like Brian Urlacher a few years ago or. Maybe Von Miller now. Like, he was the biggest linebacker in the league. Mm-hmm. Post LT. Yes. And so we see Kramer get hit in the face with a huge snowball, and he's happy. Yeah, he loves it. And we don't know what's going on. Yes, he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Uh, we did see uh, one hour earlier, Kramer and FDR are doing a wishbone. And so it, this was for all the marbles, Kramer says. If uh, he wins, you get your wish. I drop dead. If I win, I don't drop dead. Uh, and he gets anti-drop dead protection. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't even know this wishbone was a thing until I saw it on Seinfeld. Yes. You never heard of a wishbone before? No. Yeah. Were you breaking it in half? I mean, I'm I'm familiar with it now, but certainly <laughs> when I was watching, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we see... Nobody's done this in 20 years. No. Nobody's actually made a wishbone. Right. I think that, you know, you had less things to do uh, back then and you just like handled carcasses. Yeah, they were very bored back then. Right. Back. Nowadays, kids are like, oh, can I get my phone back? And whereas like, you know... 30, 40 years ago, you just had the chicken bones to play with. Yeah, they do wish phone where they like snap an iPhone in half. Whoever gets the biggest. <laughs> so um, uh, FDR has a cooler and uh, he puts it on the table and uh, Kramer thinks that uh, he needs his kidney. Yeah, which it sounds like Kramer's willing to give him as long as he could get rid of the, uh, the death wish. Yeah. In your mind, it's like, does this wish gate go too far with Kramer? I mean, Kramer is a grown man. I understand yeah. he's not a, man a religious child, man, not a religious yeah. man. I, I know he does yeah. believe in superstition, but yeah. it, that it, does the episode go too far with Kramer being concerned with FDR's wish? Yeah, it's a good question. I think like if maybe he had like almost died a couple times, it would it would make it more clear. And again, this is like the DEF storyline. It's one of them, even though we get a bunch of scenes of it, it's one of the more minor storylines like in the series. It's just giving Kramer something to do in this episode. Mm-hmm. The the um I, I just think like if yeah if you'd almost died a few times you'd be like oh shoot it really matters that fdr wished ill upon me right if he was a skeptic and who knows maybe that was in an earlier draft of the script and ultimately uh got cut because we had to uh yada yada or betrayal uh, a bunch of stuff yeah and sometimes i think oh they could have added stuff and it would have made it better i think this episode is too confusing if you add scenes it's just it's already like 30 scenes you can't you can't add more scenes so this is Perfect length this okay. episode. So the night before in India, we get a big dose of drunk Elaine with Jerry and that he has now learned that Elaine did give up the goods to George in the secret sense. Yeah, she gave up the vault. Yes, she opened the vault. Also, she slept with the groom. I mean, they're making it sound like it happened last week. Right. Two years ago. It was yeah, two years ago uh, when his name was Peter. That's when she slept with him. Yeah. We never find out why he switched from Pinter to Peter. Yeah. Also, we find out that uh, Jerry's name in Indian is Jogdish. 
Yes, Jerry's name is Jagdish. Um, someone wrote in and said, your name in Indian is, well, my name is Akiva in Indian. Okay. And Trevor wrote in and he said, Robin Indian is Robart. Robart. Okay. So, Keeve, yes. were you buying Drunk Elaine? Like, as an actress, is she doing a good job of pretending to be drunk? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. A little over the top. A little over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, uh, you know what? She is acting a little bit like someone's never been drunk before. But uh, in the in the moment, I buy it. Yeah. Like uh, when she like goes up on the couch in that weird position, it's almost like this is kind of what a drunk person would do, right? Right. I, I think it's really hard to play fake drunk and, and then play fake really drunk. Uh with all yeah, due I respect. I agree. I agree. Uh that yeah. you know, I, I think you could uh you would not even be able to stuff all the times that we've been critical of Julia Louis Dreyfus's acting into a sock. But I feel yeah. like that uh, the drunk acting, I, I felt like, was a little bit of a stretch. As somebody who's been around uh, many drunk people in my day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. I think even if you're a big drinker, maybe it's hard to really replicate what you are. Uh, you know, I, if she was really, listen, Kramer would have gotten drunk. Yeah, Michael Richards scene. would actually have gotten wasted for the scene. No question. No yeah. question. And then you, you got to be a method actress. <laughs> or on meth as an actress. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we see Elaine and like Jerry just sort of like kicks her out into the hallway. I feel like that this is um, I, I, I know that these are, you know, despicable people, but, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Elaine could be left for dead. Yeah. I mean, in the into the Indian night where we know that she goes out and gets a nose piercing. Right. So, so, you know, who knows what could have happened? I have a bad job by Jerry. <laughs> we see uh, one hour earlier that uh, Jerry and Elaine are doing cheers. But then three seconds earlier, we see Jerry pouring the glass of schnapps for Elaine when she sneezes. That it like, is this supposed to be that Elaine? I know we touched on this uh, quite a bit uh, a couple of episodes ago. But did, did Jerry get Elaine drunk without her knowledge? I, I think I think he's getting her drunk, right? Like, it's weird that the scene and it's tricky because it's three seconds earlier. So he pours her schnapps. She drinks it. And, and then, like, she has another one an hour later. I guess that's the order of how it's really going. OK, so uh, is it? But again, he's also not interested in her. So I don't know if he's just like. Oh, no, he's getting her. Dr- what do you mean? We know he's getting her drunk. He's getting her drunk to get the information out of her. We're dumb. Right, no, I, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But does, okay, a, dumb, does Elaine know she's drinking? She knows she's drinking. He's refilling her glass okay. when she's not looking. OK, when she's not looking, that's what that, that's mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. OK. Problem solved. All right. So uh, two hours earlier in the park, uh, we see Kramer talking to FDR, who we find out is a hot dog vendor. Yeah, I, I think that's like a typical job for. You know, a Kramer friend. I feel like that's a classic job. Hot yeah, dog. I mean, that's where he meets all these people. Mm-hmm. And so they're going back and forth about how that they wished on a shooting star. I wish for you to drop dead. I quadruple wish. I wished on the eyelash. The wishing stuff mm. uh, wears on me a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is like you have two five-year-olds is a lot of time. Like I triple dare you or, you know, I, I like drinks, double jinx. I'm the jinx master type stuff. Right. You know, Seinfeld does, you know, play in this area a lot where they are adults, but they make them act like, you know, five or six year old kids. And again, we saw that quite a bit in the Merv Griffin show. But I do think it's the kind of thing where it needs to be done well or it's uh, the, it, it did not play for me, the wishing. I hear you. Yeah. Again, not not a strong scene. OK, Keeve, three hours earlier 
in India, we see mm-hmm. the gang land. What is this? This is the airport. This is the lobby of the hotel. What it, is this? No, this is the airport. This is the airport. Okay, Suella Mishki is there waiting at the airport? I think so. Listen, if you had three friends coming to the wedding, you'd pick them up from the airport in a foreign country also. Okay. All right. So uh, it's... It could be a hotel lobby, but I'm pretty sure it's the airport. Okay. It's... Yeah, it's the airport. I'm, I'm 99% sure. And it's so hot there. Uh, there is a stench of death, they said. Yeah, I don't love... I, I think in hindsight, you don't like go to like India and say, like, oh, it's very smelly. I feel like that's a little too stereotypical, but... Well, you're too woke, Keeve. I am just saying they wouldn't do it nowadays. But I understand, like, if things are hot, it's like New York City smells as bad as any other city in the summer. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> now, they like they just outlawed yesterday. Like, uh, you don't you don't go to jail for like urinating in public. You just get like a citation. Yeah. So I was reading today in the Post that you're gonna there's gonna be a lot of pee parties all over Manhattan because there's really no recourse for peeing in the city. Uh, so what should they do? No, you should just pee everywhere. You could do whatever you want. Pee just everywhere. Pee you can either you they can't t- they used to. Be able to take you out, to take you down to the precinct for, for public urination, but they will no longer do it. So just pee, pee as you wish. Yeah. Well, you could get Euromyces Tysis poisoning if you don't. You could if you don't. I I, I think you're going to the, to the city this summer. You know, just you know, you get off the. Uh, I mean, in theory, like you go, you get off the Long Island Railroad. You're not going to those bathrooms. Like literally, you know, hell is better than those bathrooms. So just go out into the street and pee on like 37th Street. Okay. Elaine spots Suella Mishki and she says, oh, there's Suella Mishki. Oh, boy. She didn't want me at this wedding. And here I am with a bunch of my idiot friends. Uh, And I like how excited Jerry is about this. Yeah, not really brought up. Again, maybe it's not the type of wedding where it's like a million dollars ahead and it's a big deal. But it's not brought up like that. She just has, you know, like a plus three for this wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Suella is happy to see Elaine. She's uh, no complaints from Suella. Yeah. And she ultimately ends up with making her the maid of honor and her best friend. Yeah, she makes her her best friend. Yeah, it is weird. The uh, I, I'd like to make you my best friend. Yeah, you think it, it's it's you. It's not like going steady, right? It's not something you both have to decide on. Usually it's more like gradual. Keith, do you have a best friend? Yeah, my wife. Well, besides your wife. <laughs> you didn't hear the question. Oh, yes. Uh, but do, but uh, for the people that did hear the question, Keeve, I don't know. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So you Let's did say, like there's okay, th- so, oh, so you're stringing like five guys along. Yeah, I don't I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. OK, so if if I did, that person already knows it. Hmm, boy, like, Chester. Chester only has one friend. So I don't want to hurt you're like feelings. a like a serial philanderer. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like a serial friendlanderer. What about you? What about you? Do I have a my best wife, friend? My wife. My wife came to the door, so she must uh, she she must be able to hear you. I don't know how through my head. <laughs> she maybe she's uh, she listening what, live. I don't. Maybe maybe she has like a setup where she can hear what we're saying. But uh, she would be asleep if she could hear what we're saying. But I, I the <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. Uh, what about you? What about you? Uh. No, I don't have a best friend. What about growing up? Did you have a best friend growing up? Yeah, I've had uh, best friends at different points, but uh, that I. I also think it's lame to call someone your best friend <laughs> when you're like a grown man. Yeah, Every, all of like my it's, it's like you, you you can only have a best friend from you have to have known your best friend before you were like 16, mm-hmm. I think, to really like actually actively use that word. Like my dad has two or, or multiple best friends from high school that are still his friends 40 years later. Yeah, like those, you know, that could be your best friend. Sure. Like, I, I think post high school, maybe like a couple first years of college, maybe. But after that, you could have a good friend. You could have a closest friend. I think it's weird to use like the trademark term best friend. Okay. And also I think a lot of women, not to like not to stereotype, but a lot of women have like seven best friends. Mm, okay. No, you gotta pick one. You gotta turn your you both have to turn your key. 
Well, that's why MySpace was so great and it should still be around. It made you make tough decisions, right? Like, yeah. Here's my top eight. And that was our idea for a social network that was like MySpace, but you get to pay for more friends. Didn't we have that idea like two seasons that ago? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. All our ideas are like in one year out the other. <laughs> Hopefully someone's writing them down. And what if someone got like really rich off one of our podcast ideas like a few years after the podcast? That would be worse than if it was discovered by like if the podcast was discovered by like a celebrity later. It would be worse if we actually got if we got, you know. Like someone actually got rich and didn't give us any of the money for it. Right. I think that where, yeah, that celebrity thing would bite us in the butt is once we end up doing our live finale show and Mm -hmm. pet draft, then to find out like Topher Grace would have gone to the uh, the The pet draft. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I wish I would have sure. known. Like, uh, I would have, like, I would have totally been up for the uh, pet draft and drive around. I know. Well, some we should invite Topher Grace. I feel like he's he likes pets. Antel Elgort. Like, <laughs> like what I if, love Belarus. What if, like, Bieber. He said he's not a big sports fan. Maybe he's a big Seinfeld fan. Bieber. Like, what if Bieber, uh, like Justin was a Bieber, and he the the, the Biebs himself. Okay. We love the Biebs here. We're a pro Biebs podcast. Yes, of course. Um. What if he what if he was like he actually showed up once at a live Corolla podcast and like left in the middle? Hmm. Why did he leave in the and middle? Corolla didn't know till after. He didn't like it. So he must listen to podcasts. We're actually on the same podcast network as Corolla. So maybe if he still listens to Corolla, he might have the app. Accidentally, like he might have the podcast one app. We're on there. Right. Accidentally, you know, clicks on post show recaps. He's probably starts with the leftovers and Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. When he gets through all those, maybe some oranges is new. Black. I don't know if he's gotten through the leftovers after I nitpicked the finale. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he probably stops. Well, he, he gets through the Josh and Antonio leftovers. <laughs> probably quits when you're on. And then uh, House of Cards, he likes. He doesn't like season five. And then and then he gets to Seinfeld. And, and now it's too late. By the time he's done listening, that's too many podcasts. We're done. He sends out a tweet to his uh, to his, you know, like 80 million followers saying like best podcast in the game right here. I don't pick favorites, but Seinfeld, the podcast about nothing. And like, how do you sell ads on a podcast that's over? Could we retroactively sell ads then? Um, yeah, I mean, like, what if we had hundreds of thousands of listeners, serial style? Right. Uh, and then we like, that's where our, our lawyers need to get into uh, the mix, Keith. You're talking about Chester? Because I <laughs> yeah. feel like. Yeah. He needs to start emailing Justin Bieber and asking him what he what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh let's let's keep going uh with this uh we also uh get pinter in the picture here he's introduced mm-hmm. to elaine uh she knows him as peter uh no nope. uh it's not peter it's pinter yeah and and she probably feels ben's like oh i just made it sound like all indian people look alike mm-hmm. <laughs> but i don't think that's what she thinks at all. i don't think so that's not how uh elaine or or suella mishki no i think like maybe suella mishki thinks that about elaine yeah oh she thinks that okay she obviously elaine is uh being she knows elaine knows the right she dated yeah right all right, so we also uh, see Jerry asking if George was acting strange on the plane. Right, and then she she uh, she plies he, Jerry tries to ply Elaine with more alcohol. Okay, so we then go back to the night before in New York. Uh, Kramer is looking at a shooting star, and uh, he's wishing that he doesn't drop dead. Um, yeah. So he he gets told that he gets told to uh, drop dead by a neighbor who thinks he's making too much noise. But for whatever reason, the neighbor telling him to drop dead does not affect him. Like, he doesn't have to negate that consequence, right? Right, but because there was no wish involved. Oh, okay. So you have to say you wish someone drops dead in order? Okay, yeah. oh, I got it. Yeah. I don't know the drop dead rules. <laughs> Those are the uh, drop dead rules. Okay. Okay. 
So, uh, Kiev, we then see the flight uh, somewhere between uh, New York and India. Although, uh, didn't we f- hear about a uh, connection on this flight also? I didn't hear a connection. Yeah, um, I feel like that there was uh, some sort of a, uh, maybe it was in the deleted scene about the uh, free trip to India, but there was also going to be a connection in like Sarajevo. It might have been on the vegetable zanya deleted scene. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, so Jerry is sitting there and uh, apparently they don't have seats altogether. Although Elaine and Nina are sitting next to each other and George is just like harassing uh, Jerry about how uh, funny guy, very funny. He's a funny yeah, and guy. He calls Jerry his best friend, which I mean, obviously, we've heard them refer to each other as their best friends many times. Yes. But by the way, speaking of uh, wives being best friends and Corolla, who we mentioned recently, mm-hmm. Corolla was once asked if his wife was his best friend on a podcast and said she's not top 50. Top 50. Wow. What well, didn't make his top 50? Does your wife does your wife make your top 50? Yes. But, but I don't have any other friends, you know. But, right, but also, so like, are you friends with your wife? Uh, wait, wait, sometimes. Like, I, I think most people are not friends with their wife. Like, if your wife, if you were not involved romantically, hmm. like, or what are you like watching Met games together? Are you watching Seinfeld together? Or are you watching Survivor together? Like, I, I like, no, you know, right. There's a few creeps that have a lot in common with their wife. And those you have to watch out for those people. That's for the second hot takeoff. People right. who have a lot in common with their wives. The, the worst, uh, the worst um, one is people who have a lot in common with their father-in-law. If someone's like close with their father-in-law. Yeah. That's a, that's a serial. That's killer. a tell. I, Rob, Robert Durst, I'm sure, got along. What if Topher Grace is friends with his father-in-law? <sighs> Listen, Toph, if you're out there, you know, we just we, we sometimes we have to we, we're just in the take game. Sometimes we have to say things and we can't worry about people's feelings. You're so. going to walk it back. Could, yeah. And I'm not walking it back. I'm just saying, suck it up, Toph. What if Topher Grace uh, is, has, is really fond of married. his niece? Yeah. I mean, he could be fond of his niece. That just makes him like a creepazoid. <laughs> no, here's the thing. If you have your own kids and you can't, you even know your niece's birthdays or your nephew's birthdays, there's something wrong. If you know your niece's birthday, there's something wrong. If you have your own kids, you should not know your nieces or nephews. <laughs> there's no reason for it. You have this finite amount of information in your head. And like, it's hard enough to know your kids' birthdays. And my kids celebrate their half birthdays. So forget it. I can't even, I can't get to other people's kids. And then you ha- like, if, you can like your niece. You can, especially if you're Tover Grace, doing well, still got some syndication money from that 70s show. By the way, Tover, write in and let us know how much that those checks are. We're mm-hmm. really curious about syndication. You, you could send a great present, but you can't. Your the picture on your phone. How can't do you be your know niece. when to send it? No, no, no. If you don't have kids, if you don't have kids, you can know your niece's birthdays. If you have kids, you're not allowed to know your niece's or nephew's birthdays. You can you can, can love you know your niece month? or nephew. Yeah, you can know the the the, the period of year, and okay. you could you could set a reminder on like your Google Calendar or something. Okay, your iPhone if. It, but you, you're ultimately your background on your phone cannot be your niece or nephew. <laughs> That's enough. how you know you're too into your niece or nephew. Okay, so change that background picture now. Yeah. What about when we have the pet draft? Yeah. Could I make yes. the background on my phone my new pet if I have kids? Yes. Yeah, because it's also like your work. It's it's it. You know, it it like that's your life's work. The Seinfeld podcast. I feel like it's connected. Right now, are your kids? See, you don't have this yet because your kids are younger than mine. Mm-hmm. But my kids make my background pictures. Like they'll pick themselves a picture of themselves and make it their background. Yeah, Boy, makes, really? Because they want to be the background. Handing over and the like keys fight. to the castle, Keith. Oh, they all know my password. All of them know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they they make calls. They they have. Uh, I I have the the my daughter's fifth grade WhatsApp group is on my phone. Oh boy! And I, like so, I'll get like five hundred messages in like five minutes sometimes. <laughs> and I mean, I just ignore the humble brag. 
Why is that a humble brag? It's like, well, I get so many messages on my daughter's well, WhatsApp it's, app. It's from it's from eleven year old girls. Like, I don't read any of them. Just like, if like I forget, there's to, so like, many, the I can't even read shaking. them all. Well, I don't even give them my daughter. She just doesn't have a smartphone yet, so she can't get the WhatsApp. So you're the these. filter. I'm not the filter. I don't read them. I've never opened up the group once. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the and the messages aren't in English, so I wouldn't even know what they're saying. They're in like <laughs> slang. <laughs> but the but I'm I'm not I'm not filtering her. I. But, you know, <laughs> OK, anyway, they're allowed to use my phone. I'm fruit ninja. <laughs> All right. So George is talking about what a good friend uh, Jerry is. Of course, he knows that Jerry has uh, slept with Nina. Nina is talking with Elaine and Nina is getting suspicious about did Elaine say anything? But Elaine uh, promises, uh, no, this is in the vault. This is in the vault. Yeah. Um, we then in the deleted scene see that sitting next to Elaine once again is vegetable lasagna. I feel really bad for vegetable lasagna that he got cut. I know. This was like his big moment. First of all, if you're a recurring character on Seinfeld, that's a big deal. Right. He could still be milking it to this day. Yeah, he really could be. I mean, that's such a big difference between being a one-time guest star and coming back a second time. True. True. Although, like, the Jimmy's only in one episode, and he, you know, he's a bigger deal than a but lot of But the episode's like, called The Jimmy, isn't it? True. Yeah. If you get the, if you get the episode name, then you're golden. Right. Okay. So uh, we go back to one day earlier... Uh, after uh, Elaine uh, is uh, in Monks with George. Uh, she had mentioned uh, in the previous scene, uh, I, I skipped when uh, Elaine uh, asked what time it was, and then ultimately uh, she asked if she had a chipped tooth. We see Elaine one day earlier in Monks with George. It seems, it's so disconcerting to me to see somebody just completely wasted in Monks. Yes, we don't see a lot of like hango- Monks hangovers. That is true. Okay. Where Jerry and Elaine are sort of like toasting, hey, we're in India, and Jerry is refilling Elaine's glass. How does George get Elaine uh, totally S-faced in the middle of the day? I'm not sure. It's a good question, right? Are they ordering alcohol? We don't see it on the show. I mean, I don't even understand how Jerry has peach schnapps at his house. Elaine must have a flask. You know what it is? Non-drinkers buy alcohol, and they never drink it. So it's always there. My parents have this, too. They don't drink. So there's always alcohol there because it's never gonna, like whatever they have is never going to get touched unless mm-hmm. the drinker comes over once in a while. OK. Anyway, Elaine gives up that Jerry hooked up with Nina. So we go back to Newman's apartment 30 minutes earlier. Uh, I do think that the Newman stuff is very funny in this episode. Yeah, I like the Newman stuff for sure. <laughs> and uh, we see uh, that Newman was uh, supposed to give his birthday wish to Kramer. Yes, they, they, were, they made a trade. Newman yes. really fleeces Kramer. Well, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and we see that Newman has a uh, a lovely blonde woman with him on his arm. Very lovely. And th- this is one of those backward jokes that I think, like, it works great backwards, but it also works really well forwards. Mm-hmm. And so we see Kramer sort of, like, asking Newman for the wish, and uh, he's mad he didn't get it. And uh, <laughs> there is a funny line where uh, they're talking about um you know uh like uh you know why do you have your girlfriend here uh he says uh why do you have yours yeah and it's jerry yeah and then they like smash cut and we see jerry for the first time in the scene right uh the woman is the person that suggests the shooting star uh newman describes her as beauty and brain mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of line like a bunch of lines for her for someone who doesn't get a name in the episode kramer also calls her toots which i'd say is the last time the word toots has been used Except my grandfather calls uh, his wife that uh, every day. Every day. Yeah, he calls her toots. 
<laughs> is that based on her actual name or is it no, just her name is Lucille. He just calls her Toots. Okay. <laughs> so uh jerry is also uh, very disparaging of the uh postal workers uh, he says uh you know he's a postman right yeah this is like this is hateful jerry yeah what was you're such a jobist the classist uh, you're a comedian yeah jerry's an anti-postite oh it's crazy he should never get mail again after this that's it okay uh 15 minutes earlier uh we end up with george entering jerry's apartment and Elaine uh, is uh, inviting everybody to go to India with her. Yeah. I mean, why? Like, why, what is in it for them? Why are they going to India other than Elaine? I guess they have nothing else to do. I mean, Nina says cool free trip to India. George is going to try and get with Nina. It's a little bit out of character for Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, guess I, mean, the, I guess he likes Nina, too. He's in it for the spite, maybe? I guess. I don't okay. know. All right. Um, but George is saying, I think I'm in love with her already. Uh, and talk about what a great friend Jerry is. Yeah. Setting her up with uh, with a, with a Nina is a winner. Yeah. Uh, Kramer is uh, nearby. And Jerry's like, hey, Kramer, why don't you come in? You want to eat something? You want to borrow something? Trying to uh, change the subject from Nina. Yeah. And Kramer's going to Newman's house. Yes. Uh, and Elaine asks Kramer if he wants to go to India and he can't because he's going to drop dead. But nobody really seems to be upset about that. No, the storylines do not uh, really overlap much. Right. Uh, and Kramer is going off to Newman's and uh, we find out why Jerry is there. He's like, oh, great. I love Newman's. Yeah. <laughs> OK, um, this is where Elaine uh, is then uh, put on the spot by George uh, about what's going on. And he grabs the peach schnapps and they leave for monks. Yes. Yeah. Keeve, 30 minutes earlier, we see Kramer waiting for Lomez outside a porta potty. Are you disappointed we didn't get a chance to see Lomez? Yeah, we never see Lomez. Um, the 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 uh, old 1997 New York City porta potty on the street. That was not a thing. Right now, you could just be peeing on the street. Right now, you wouldn't need it. The whole city is a porta potty now. Yeah, now Lomez can just go wherever he wants. And so, yeah, actually, I have a question about like if you like whip it out and pee, isn't that still like? Uh, like if a kid walks by or something, isn't that still like public indecency or something? We're not even a kid, yeah. just like anybody walks by. I am going to need to get some sort of a clarification on the law yeah. before I From can weigh in on it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm quite although, sure the the rule isn't just you can just whip it out and pee wherever. You can whip it out and pee anywhere. Pretty sure you, like, you get a citation and maybe a very small fine, but it's not on your record or anything. Yeah, how small of a fine? Depends. Um, probably a hundred bucks. I wow. don't know. All right. So this is where Newman pulls up uh, with this woman. And uh, he's, th- I think this is a funny line for Newman. He says, uh, you see, my dear, all certified mail is registered, but registered mail is not necessarily certified. And she says, I could listen to you talk about mail all day. Uh, yeah, she's really into him. And, and this is such a great sort of call forward where he wishes for the girl on the cover of Vogue or whatever the magazine was. Yes. And she's just there. Like, that's amazing. Yes. Newman's wishing powers are, are remarkable. Yes. Well, and Newman says, uh, like, yeah, anything you wish. I'll tell you a secret about zip codes. They're meaningless. Uh, and then uh, the word wish uh, really sparks Kramer to get mad. Uh, yeah. Kramer's furious at Newman. OK. So then uh, a day earlier, it was Newman's birthday party and his house is full of postal workers. <laughs> I do like that he has all the uh, postal employees there. And they talk about how three hours later they have to get back to the post office. Yeah, it's pretty funny. OK. And so Kramer shows up. Uh, he wants to know where was his invitation to this birthday party. 
Uh, Newman breaks out the old uh, lost in the mail joke, which cracks everybody up. Uh, Newman is at a five year hot streak of wishes. Um, yeah, I mean, like he, he doesn't know how hot he is. He's like NBA jam style on fire after this one. Right. Right. What did Newman wish for the previous five years? I mean, he must have real. It must have started small and then he got something and he realized like, oh, literally anything I do, I can get. Mm-hmm. So right. probably like a lot of money. Um, he probably wished. Well, could, could we go back to the episodes? It's like, OK, he wished for a Kenny Rogers roasters to open up on the block. Sure. You know, could we chalk up all of the bizarre things that happened in the Seinfeld universe to Newman's wishing? I mean, what if yeah, what if this was a long con the whole time, like a nonfat yogurt store that was delicious? Mm-hmm. That you know we come into his life i feel like he would like that yeah that's pretty good we'd have to go through all of the episodes and the second time through remember this yes yeah uh, mark this down john falconer okay newman's wish list that's important okay uh so they make up this deal which turns out to be uh your wish this year for the next uh 49 wishes this is the uh, herschel yeah. walker trade of I mean, wish exchange yeah. This is the Ricky Williams contract. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 49 wishes. I mean, that's for life. That's like when you get like 120 years in jail. Now, does the deal become null and void when Newman does not go through with it? Well, does Kramer know that he doesn't go through with it? Yes. So does ultimately Newman still get Kramer's next 49 wishes? No, because uh, Kramer is mad by later in the episode or uh, previously. Yes. Depends how you want to yeah. look at it. He knows. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, we go back to uh, one day earlier and uh, we see Elaine coming in uh, complaining about Sue Ellen Mishke about how uh, she talked to the groom's parents and they don't want Elaine to go. Just send a gift. Can I ask a question that maybe has an obvious answer, but this episode is a little confusing? Okay. Why is she? What else are we doing? Yeah. Why is she at their house? The parents? Yeah. Uh, I think she sort of wants to go uh, check it out. but I guess I, I, mean, I maybe when we get there, uh, we can get a little bit more of a uh, or maybe it's like RSVP with them, maybe. Yeah, but they're not even going to the wedding. Like, why would they have any involvement in the wedding? They're not even going. Yeah. Does Elaine think that maybe the whole thing is a scam and she wants to see if Suel Mishki even really has a fiance or if it's just sending? Maybe. Gift? Maybe. You never know. It's not explained. The core four has a lot of downtime on their hands. Yeah, that's that is for sure. Yeah, they only work in some in, in episodes where it's convenient for them to work. That's right. Or if there's like some new annoying person uh, at their workplace. And mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, uh, Jerry's trying to get rid of her and uh, she stumbles onto Nina. Yeah. Uh, what are you like? You're, you're a fan of Nina, right? She, is she a top 10 Jerry girlfriend? Top 10 Jerry girlfriend. Boy. Um. I mean, she's okay. I mean, uh, trying to see uh, what else uh, did she do? What's she famous for? Not I am, much. Yeah. I don't think she's famous. Um, I, I think she seems fine enough, but to me, I think she's kind of replacement level now. Okay. Replacement level I Jerry mean, I girlfriend. I think that she gets elevated because they describe her as sort of like the backup Elaine on the depth chart. Yeah. But, I mean, Justine Maselli uh you know she it's not like that she's one of these other jerry's girlfriends that goes on to have this uh amazing career you want to feel old she's 58 years old now in real life Mm -hmm. yeah i feel old now okay uh she did a voice in the sopranos video game Uh, i played that i played that you did i I didn't even know they they had like a video game david cross today said like he would consider a sopranos prequel which like uh i don't think the internet 
We used to look up. What do you mean uh, he would the, consider it? He would consider watching it? No, like making it. Like he's, it would make sense or something. Um, Justine Maselli. David Cross we, said that. David, not David Cross. David, um, <laughs> David, David. What's his name? What's the what's the creator of of of, Sopra- of the Sopranos without me googling it? Uh, David Chase. David Chase. David, David Chase. Chase. Sorry, sorry. Apologies. I mean, like, yeah, why, David, like why? David Cross why is the I new care? Gandolfini. Well, David Gandolfini's Cross. no longer with us. <laughs> like, why? Who cares what David Cross would consider? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about David Cross. Yeah, Will Arnett is the new James Gandolfini. Um, well, they did. Uh, that was an SNL skit that they did. Of it was when the Sex and the City prequel came out. That they did a Sopranos, the high school years, SNL skit, and Bobby Moynihan was uh, Tony Soprano yes. in high school. That was a good. That was a good sketch. Yeah, um, maybe so anyway, David Cross we, could be in the sketch. Yeah, I mean, he's up for that. Cross is available. So, we, anytime we checked an actress earlier in the series, they were always an acting coach. But Justine Maselli is an actress and a professional organizer. So, if you live in Santa Monica and you're not organized, uh, call Maselli. She's a, uh, she's a lot of organized people in Santa Monica. Yeah. A lot of organizers. I feel like there's more organizers than there are people who need organizing. Yeah, probably. One, One of, of the best where, organized cities. Yeah. Oh, you could go to cities. I bet Omaha, they got like three organizers in the whole city. Hardly any organization. I mean, in Omaha, I, don't, I just don't know if there's a lot of professional org- organizers like Des Moines. I don't think they have a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think in like South Florida, there's a single professional organizer. Probably not. But that I'll say that for your uh, state's ranking podcast. The state's rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, this is where Elaine, uh, they tell Jerry tells her, put this in the vault. Uh, Jerry says too many people know the combination and, uh, he implies that, you know, uh, if you give her, ply her with alcohol, that's what happened. Yeah. Jerry then for no apparent reason opens a kitchen drawer and finds that it's filled with cereal. Yeah. Fruit loops. What was he looking for? I don't know. A knife, a spoon. For what? Was he going to kill Elaine? I mean, maybe he was looking for the schnapps. That's where the schnapps were. I, I, I guess so. But why would he be trying to get her drunk? Is she going to be get like blackout drunk and forget what she saw? It's like the men in black. No, thing? he. I don't know. Maybe he wants to like get in more information out of her. Get more information from her about what? Right. I guess he's trying to keep the information. With <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like she just witnessed maybe he's the hiding crime. the schnapps. Maybe he's trying to hide the schnapps. So oh, so, so that in case anybody uh, gets Elaine drunk by accident, she doesn't. Uh, then she'll reveal the secret. Yes. Correct. <laughs> right. Uh, 30 minutes earlier, we see Kramer was making cereal. He spills it and tries to uh, push it all into the drawer. Yeah. Funny little aside there. Yeah. OK. Uh, an hour later at Pinter's parents house, uh, Elaine shows up. And she says, your son is marrying my friend, Suella Mishki. And they very quickly say, you're not going to the wedding, are you? Yeah. I mean, like why? She doesn't say she's going. I don't know why this scene happens. It's a little bit like the villa in Tuscany uh, here with the, uh, oh, well, you know, there's no available uh, room at the wedding. You wouldn't want to go there. And we don't know there. It's funny because you think that they're trying to tell her not to go. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason. Like, I, I think that's probably still the answer. But he says, I wouldn't go to the bathroom the whole trip. Right. No, you know what? He's trying to scare her off. And then she just relays that message to George, who's stupidly scared by it. Right. Yeah, they are trying to scare her from going. Again, when Elaine is drunk, she probably everything she knows, she's telling George. Maybe they are sort of handling the American part because Sue Mishki's probably already traveled to India to get she's to the She's gone wedding. ahead. So, yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. The bride can't show up last minute. Right. All right. Uh, 30 minutes earlier, uh, we see Jerry talking with Nina. And again, their whole thing was that they never had an awkward moment. And uh, they end up talking about how that uh, make sure you tell George that uh, the waiter liked them. And uh, they're commenting about how they never had awkward moments. That's why they never hooked up. 
And then ultimately, uh, that's what happened. Yeah. Seems dubious, but I, you know, I, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she really like throws herself up on the counter. Uh, in all my days, Keith, never have uh, experienced. It's a very 90s sitcom makeout, right? It's like <laughs> clear the table, jump on top of each other. I don't think it's happened in real life. Right. Never in all my days has anybody ever just like taken their arm and like knocked everything off a countertop or table. It's like this is like a movie kiss, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you don't I don't know if it's happened. if it happened in real life. You know, it's possible there's someone who's going state by state doing this. But I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the key. That's the key. Uh, this is uh, wherever, you know, um, where, wherever, any anywhere. Um, so one day earlier, uh, we see Kramer is standing outside of FDR's door and he's finishing a, a big lollipop. Uh, and he's going back and forth with FDR about asking him, asking him again. And uh, that uh, he, this is where he finds out about the wish. Yeah. And the lollipop keeps getting bigger as the scenes go on, which is clever. Yeah. Um, why is Kramer eating a gigantic lollipop? We've never Just seen for him. Continuity purposes. Yes. Strictly for a gag. Yes. Okay. It's a gag for the sake of a gag. So after they go back and forth a couple of times, uh, we see finally uh, the beginning of this where... Kramer comes in and tells him that Franklin Delano Romanowski, uh, he gave him the evil eye, bad mojo. He wished that Kramer would drop dead. Yeah, he actually does want him dead. Yes. Uh, And uh, that uh, Kramer is uh, very upset about this. Who wouldn't be? It's bad mojo. Yes. Has anybody ever wished that something bad would happen to you, Keith? Uh, Yeah. Like besides my wife? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Probably not. Besides my wife, yeah, probably. I, I'm I'm willing to suspect a lot of people have uh, made similar wishes about but not me. your face, not not your to face. my face, mostly like on social media. Oh well, that's sort of your face if they if they at you in the in the comment. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, like they say, I hope something bad happens to you. Like I hope you die. That's probably yeah. I don't. I, I haven't gotten that social media message yet. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe from the Coles Fink account. Yeah. All. Yes. Uh, all that one. I get more to my face uh, from people. Right. That yeah. I meet, for sure. Right. Excluding spouse, I don't think anybody's wished. This right. Anyway. Usually, I'm not, I'm not sure. Usually, uh, former Survivor players are the ones saying it to my face. Mm. That's usually the case. So, Yikes. going uh, back to here comes Elaine. She got an invitation to Sue Ellen Mishki's wedding. Yeah. An invitation it's or an a non invite she got. Yeah. What do you prefer? I like an invitation. Yes. And uh, we see uh, that George, uh, Elaine uh, asks, Are you getting taller? He is wearing these Timberland boots. Yeah, because Nina saw him with the boots, or Nina's going to see him with the boots, and once once she sees him, that's it. Yeah, can't can't go shorter. He's got to commit to it. And so the last name is Ronawat, and so Elaine thinks that maybe this could be the same Ronawat that she used to date. Right, but it's Pinto or Peter. It sh- she should guess it's his brother or his cousin. Mm-hmm. Why? Because everybody that is your sibling has uh, a no. But it's a no. I'm saying like she shouldn't guess it's. Oh, she says related, right? She doesn't think it's the same guy. So right. I think that's accurate. Right. It might be Smith in India. We don't know the name Ranawad. It might be popular. That's what Jerry says. Um, so that uh, Jerry is going to uh, set George up uh, with uh, this girl, Nina, that they ran into. The great conversation girl. The one that you think can replace me. If, if By the way, if someone tried to set you up with a great conversationalist, I don't like grading people on a scale of one to ten. 
But you'd assume like negative seven if somebody said she's a great conversationalist. Okay, so you feel like right? that uh, <laughs> if you were being fixed up with somebody and they told you mm. uh, that, oh, Keith, you'll love her. She's a great yeah. conversationalist. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. No way. Um. There's got to. There's got to be something. Something off because, like, that's worse than great personality. Where? Yeah. It's a very specific thing. Right. But she is a very good conversationalist. So it's just the truth, I guess. Yes. Now, again, they've seen her. Uh, Elaine is just referring to her as the great conversation girl. Yeah, she's basically the the Elaine replacement. She's right. like the Rick Reed to Elaine's, you know, Brett Saberhead. And they may be trying to downplay, you know, her attractiveness or anything else because uh, they're calling her the uh, conversation girl. Like, oh, no, she's just a good conversationalist, Elaine. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah. Okay. And uh, George is asking Jerry, so you're sure you never slept with her? I mean, what is George uh, primarily concerned about? I know. If Jerry's setting her up with her, what's the difference? Is, is he worried about Jerry's sloppy seconds? Is he worried about following up Jerry's great game? Which we don't think Jerry has a great game. Well, so. he does have a move. Yeah, he's got a move. But, you know, it, the, the origins of the mover in question. Right. And we know, like, Elaine wasn't, you know, uh, enthralled with Jerry's work. So Right. That uh, he was unable to uh, uh, deliver her to wherever she yeah. needed to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, if he was an Uber driver, he'd have like a 4.1. 4.1 uh, Uber rating. Yeah. What's your Uber rating? What, what are we talking about? In uh, driving an Uber no, or this? No, what's your. No, in <laughs> probably like, Uber, I mean, go in less than one Uber star, Keeve. Oh, you're no, asking about as an Uber app. passenger. Yeah, no, oh. listen, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting your personal life. <laughs> OK. Um, I don't know. Did uh, I've taken more lifts than Uber? Uh, how do I see okay. that? Do I just open up Uber and it'll say? I think I think you open up Uber. Okay, so I'm gonna right. open it up and see what my rate. I think you're getting so personal about what's your. Uh, you no, 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 no! Come on, come on. Yeah, gonna say like uh, I don't know, like uh, well, <laughs> incomplete. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am. Uh, my average rating is. Uh, you want to guess? Four point six seven. Just a four. Four zero. Or, I mean, you must never take it. Why? Because I would get a higher rating? No, I think if you get under four, you get dropped from the app. I get dropped from the app? I think at a certain point, like four is insanely bad. Insanely bad? I mean, what, what am I doing in the Uber? Because the default is a five. I don't know. You must have gotten a one somewhere. Or you've only taken like two rides. And you got How a five did I get a three. one? Did you get a one? I mean, what the, What could I have done to get to deserve a one on Uber? I don't know. Bad directions. Uh, left I don't give in the, the directions. They have an app. I you know, I know what I know what you did. What the guy probably wanted to talk to you, and you weren't. You were like busy or not in the really? mood to have a conversation. I mean, can it. I yeah. see what, what what ride it was that I got the bad review? I think so, but you'd ha- you know I I don't know I don't know the app well enough, Jeez. but I feel like a four is atrocious. Four is <laughs> boy. I thought uh, my ratings would be worse for the first thing. Uh, no, I guess it's, it still is. It's, it's, this is the equivalent of a negative forty in the first thing. Yeah. Four. All right. Uh, does that happen on Tinder? Like do you, do you, do you get a rating after a date? I, I mean, I, I, you know, I've been married since uh, like, you know, AOL exists. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about Tinder. All right. Anyway, uh, so we see that George uh, has a stomachache. Something's not sitting right with him. Yeah, we don't know what yet. Right. An hour earlier, we see him in Monk's. He is ordering the Clams Casino. Yeah, that'll do it. Again, we've discussed this before, but. Don't stray too far off the menu in monks. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, after all this time, why on earth would he attempt the Clams Casino? I mean, eventually, if you go to monks like twice a day, every day for 20 years, like, don't you want to try everything on the menu at least once? Yeah. But clams at Just the coffee shop? Just to say shop? you tried it. Again, it's the chef special or the chef recommends that day. So 
Mm-hmm. Give it a whirl once. Yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen? It's not like you're in India. You're a block away from a bathroom. Okay. Which comes the worst. All right. So they're talking about Nina that they've just run into. And uh, Jerry sets her up as the Elaine replacement. And uh, if we had a problem with her, they could uh, bring her in uh, right off the bench. And they probably never had an awkward moment in their conversations. Yeah. So that's uh, why they never got together. George is all awkward moments. So he's fine. Yeah, he'll be great with that. Okay. He's awkward pauses galore. All right. Then, meanwhile, back at FDR's apartment, uh, everybody's singing happy birthday, but he's giving Kramer a uh, a bad look. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, do they have a conversation after this? It's just like, maybe Kramer's like, I mean, I guess they do, right? Because he keeps going back to make sure, hey, do you really wish death on me? But, you know, and it's also, wasn't this two years earlier? I wonder, like, why Kramer wasn't invited to FDR's birthday last year. Where he would have wished death on him. Hmm. Why he had to wait two years for revenge for the snowball. Maybe attack. he crashed it. Yeah, maybe he wasn't invited. Maybe he just went. You're right. Maybe the same way they one year the ago, uh, FDR had a destination birthday in India. Oh, that's a good point. It's possible he had a destination birthday and Kramer didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kramer was too busy. Uh, this is now what would be the normal start of the episode, Akiv. Uh, we end mm-hmm. up seeing the start of the credits on the bottom of the screen. And uh, we see Jerry and George like walking down the street and uh, talking about how like uh, it's a day that almost makes you feel good to be alive. Yeah. George feels great. He's he feels tall with his Timberlands and then they run into Nina. Yes. Okay. And so uh, they meet and uh, very excited to see everybody. And then uh, we get also three hours earlier, Elaine opens her mailbox and gets the invitation to Suella Mishki's wedding. Uh, in India. I think they say nowadays that six weeks or eight weeks before a wedding, you get an invitation and you certainly tack on time for a like a, a you know, a, a an out of town wedding, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. And you got to send the save the date like a year in advance. Sure. Um, but, you know, the week before India, just thinking about it now is pretty bananas. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, clearly, Swell Mishki trying to pull one over on everybody. Although and I've, I've told the story before on the podcast, but the one person I forgot to invite to my wedding that invited very Soon, like not too long before the wedding, bought a ticket last minute, went and met his wife at my wedding. Oh. So maybe everyone should do it. Okay. Yeah. There you the, go. the thing I like about Rob is like, you know, three seasons later, and I'm sure I do this too. Three seasons later, every story is new. Yes. So I probably told that story in like three season six, th- season three, season six, and now again in season okay, nine. Okay. We'll do it again on the uh, walk back through. The walk back through. We'll, we'll analyze the story when we're listening to the season three episode where I mentioned it. Okay. So. Let's get to the scene that you and I both said is the uh, best part of the episode. The uh, two years earlier part where Jerry and Nina are talking about the World Wide Web and how you can email anyone. Seinfeld really never gets into the Internet. I mean, the mentions of anything uh, involving uh, the Web, the Internet are few and far between. But this is funny to get this mention of it here. Yes, they're all done with like am- amazement, like, wow, you could, you know, like, haha, get on the Internet. You could find that. Yeah. Or, wow, the Internet is so great. Jerry says, what are you, a scientist? One or two years later, we would have had plots involving like, you know, mean emails or accidentally emailing the wrong person. Right. You know, we're really only a year or two off from it. Right. All of the modern Seinfeld, uh, you know, stuff uh, that that's all based on this idea of the whole different set of social nuances that yes. ended up coming up because of right. uh, we really bare We barely miss it if you think about it. Right. So uh, and I'm not sure if the show like we talked about all the different episodes that like with a cell phone, like nothing would have happened. So uh, it's like uh, for the best for the show, I think. Yeah. The show only misses cell phones by like two years. OK, so uh, George comes in with Susan after Nina leaves 
And uh, George uh, look is gonna have French fries, and then uh, he ends up. Uh, Susan like gives him a look uh, for a baked potato, and he says he's sorry. And Susan is the one that says, "Yeah, you can stuff your sorries in a sack, Mister." Mm-hmm. Not a sock. I think it's this is brilliant. Bring Susan in out of nowhere. That was great. Is it's amazing. It's it's it, it you know it's giving Susan a nicer send off than uh you know her death which was pretty disrespectful i guess to her character and also like his classic susan where she is still like you know being his mommy basically and making him order baked potatoes instead of french fries also she had cut her hair and they they wanted her to be recognizable so she's wearing a pretty obvious wig in this mm-hmm. scene well obvious wig what are you throwing shade at the uh the no hair she department? says it she says she it. says no, she, it yeah. she's in the inside look, she said it's better. Okay. Uh, Kramer comes in. He's getting water for the snowball that he's going to uh, pelt FDR with. Yeah. I mean, I, this scene is just fantastic. Yeah. And uh, we see Elaine pop in with uh, Pinter slash Peter. Yeah. Pinter pop in. Yeah. Pinter pop in. And she says, let's go someplace else. I mean, what's the problem? This is when Elaine doesn't want to hang out with uh, the core four. Is she worried that the core four? Well, Susan is there. I don't think she loves Susan. And plus, yeah, maybe she likes this guy. So. She doesn't. Uh, we know she slept with him at least once. So maybe she doesn't want to be seen while on a date with someone who's, you know, maybe the one. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that she thinks the core four is going to have an issue with Pinter, do you? No, no, no. no of course not. Um, then uh, we end up with uh, 11 years earlier, Kramer and Jerry are chatting. And we get sort of the backstory of like, uh, we know exactly when Jerry moved in and uh, that he says, I saw your name on the buzzer. You must be Kessler. Actually, it's Kramer. So in the early days, or I guess in the pilot, right? Kramer is Kessler. That, yeah, that, they're, is they're this canon? That, is correct. this canon that we're explaining that away? Yeah, we are, we are mansplaining it right here. Wow, that's good. That's a good fix for that. Yeah, no, very smart. Really tie it up. Uh, and then and then just it ends right with the idea of Jerry saying Mikasa Sukasa. Right. Uh, and I ordered a pizza. You want some of it? And Kramer says I couldn't oppose. And Jerry says, "Why? We're neighbors. What's mine is yours." And Kramer is so reluctant to even like take a piece of the pizza at first. Yeah, really. And Jerry just says once, like, "What's mine is yours," and it's open season for the next ten years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, with that, Keeve, uh, we have the betrayal. Are you ready to get into grading this story? Let's do it. Keep the betrayal was from November 20th, 1997. Do you have any recollection of watching this the first time through? 100% because I was young and a little dumb and I didn't totally know what was happening at the beginning. I, I very vividly remember watching this episode yeah and i feel like it was almost mind-blowing at the time it was a big deal it was definitely at this point in season nine every episode was a little bit of an event the the ratings were through the roof and people were wondering you know what's going to happen and again there aren't a lot of real like you know through line threads in this season that you know like real storylines but people were were tuning in every week and seeing like you know are they going to build something to the finale and what's going to happen and just like, you know, savoring the last 10, 15 episodes of Seinfeld. Okay. I guess uh, let's just uh, talk big picture in terms of uh, the betrayal. Do you like what they did? Yes. Yeah. I think when you have 180 episodes, you play with the format in anything. So I think the, you know, it's worth trying something. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think here it does work. But even if it didn't, I think it's worth, you, it's worth tr- you know, trying something new. Not every episode has to be the exact same. And have the same structure 
why not try something? What about you? Uh, yeah, I think it was memorable. I feel like it was the kind of thing where if you just watched it live, um, if you did not keep a VCR running at the time, and I, and I, I might have been so nerdy that I might have had a VCR running uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if something if it was a good episode of Seinfeld and you weren't taping it. Well, yeah. then you'll never see it again. You're, you know, wait right. six months. So they would, they, there would be a few repeats, but you couldn't guarantee which episodes would be repeats. You'd have to wait a few months for those. And then, right, syndication was a thing at that point, but you'd have to wait till the next TV year. Yeah. So you'd have to wait a full year to see the episode most of the so time. So if you missed it, you got a phone call or something, then that's it. It's not like, you know, hey, I'm a millennial with my DVR. Let me go back to, uh, you know, five minutes. I missed that. Let me check that well, again. Well, millennials don't have DVRs. They just have Netflix or Hulu Is or that something. what it is? I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so it was like the kind of thing where you're like, I, I, I'm going to need to see that again. No, definitely. I think this is of, of almost any sitcom episode ever. This is like you pick up things every single time you watch. So it. unprecedented in terms of what they did here. And so that's really exciting to talk about. That being said, Keeve, I think if yes. you played it straight through, if you yeah. Yeah, and you can watch it that way on the DVD might be the least funniest episode of Seinfeld ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they disagree with you. I, I think the goal here was it's hard to it's hard in this structure to have good jokes because they're they're set up in the opposite direction. Like there's so gags, I, I, but it's yes. not a funny Seinfeld episode. Yeah, although I'd say um, towards the end of the episode or the beginning, depending on which way you feel about it, um, there there's definitely a few times I laughed, and mm-hmm. and I'd say the last few scenes are great. Like I think the further back they go, the, the like the it's a good episode. It's just, you're right. It's not a funny episode at all. Right. To me, I think the best scene in the whole show is the tag, which plays uh, really after, you know, where in the traditional spot where the uh, credits would be. Yes. At the, well, the one in Monks. Right. The one in Monks. Right. Yes, I agree. That's that's a great, great scene. Yeah, that's really fantastic. And so ultimately, though, I feel like it is an episode that if you didn't watch, if it if it loses the novelty of being backwards, this is mm. a, a very ho-hum Seinfeld story. Yes. And I would posit if you watched any episode of Seinfeld backwards, they would be bad. <laughs> uh, perhaps, perhaps I, I, nobody's ever done that experiment of taking a normal. Yeah, we should try. Episode. Ooh, maybe that's our next podcast: watching Seinfeld backwards. Yeah, what from the finale to the start? From the finale to the start, but each like the scenes from the from the end of the episode to the beginning, and see which ones hold up and which ones are similar to the betrayal. Yeah, that is interesting. Also, in terms of like watching it on the reverse order, there are things that get a laugh in the laugh track, which I don't think like should that should not that are not funny. In the forwards order. You mean because they're they're filming the scenes uh, forwards? Yeah. Also, I don't know. Did they film in front of a studio audience this episode? I can't imagine that they did. I have to feel like no. I think this- a lot of it's a laugh track. You're right. Yeah. So, but I mean, the apartment scenes certainly could have, but they don't make sense in in like broader context. Right. Like I was watching it on the forwards. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was watching in Monks where George eats the clams casino. And George's like, oh, it tastes funny. And, and Jerry's like, uh, oh, you know, what could happen? And that gets a laugh. It's like, okay, yeah, well, that's maybe, not- maybe the writer was like the writer who wrote it is also responsible for like putting the laugh track. Um, I will say the deleted scenes and there's four of them in this episode are very important. Like they're better. They're more significant than the I understand why most of them didn't go in, but some of them are more, more significant than your typical deleted scene. Mm hmm. Uh, the little kid, first of all, there's a whole, it's almost an alternate ending. The little kid wishing ill will upon Kramer, you know, maybe they didn't like how that scene played, but that's a better beginning 
to the episode than what they had probably. I actually think you can make a case for keeping that in. Right. The problem is, though, that that happens after they return from India. It's like the cycle is starting again. So, yes, it's not like that Kramer is like trying to beg that kid to not uh, wish him to drop dead. Right. And also George uh, being at Nina's house and needing to constantly put his Timberlands back on and off. I actually think it's a funny scene. I think it's long, so they cut it for time. But I actually think that's maybe the best scene they've cut and I've seen in a deleted scene so far in the series. Yeah, it's entirely possible they just had way too much stuff here that they like. I mean, wrote there's a lot. These are the most scenes of any episode. It's like 31 or 32 scenes. It's the most scenes of the whole of the whole series. Okay. Also, they cut vegetable lasagna. Vegetable lasagna sitting next to the lane on the plane. Poor vegetable I lasagna. Like, I, I wish they would have yeah. got him in there. Yeah, and now he doesn't get any. You know, uh, like every time it airs, he doesn't get the money for it. Okay, so we are about to get into the actual airing order of the episode. So you ready, Keith? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so we got a couple things in the hopper uh, newswise this week. First of all, uh, this very podcast was started three years ago this week. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, this is uh, it, it was it was I didn't realize it was right after last episode was recorded before this one is after this one's recorded. It's uh, it's uh, th- now we're about three years and five days. But the, we are it's, it was our third birthday. And I wrote on Twitter and final birthday. And people said that's depressing. You shouldn't say mm-hmm. do we get like to make a wish for our podcast birthday, Keith? Yes. OK, yes. well, let's close our eyes and we'll both make a wish. And then afterwards. We'll say at the same time what our what our wishes were. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay, okay. All right. well, I thought we were going to count to three. Oh, okay, it's fine. So one, two, three, and we'll say our wish at the same time. Okay, all right. One, two, two, three. Podcast continues for five more years. Oh, that, was not, that was not my wish. <laughs> what was your wish? <laughs> I wanted uh, just uh, to piece? you know the podcast to be uh, you know uh, become a a big hit. After it's done. After it's done. Yes. That's what we've been banking on. We always knew like now it's like we're, it's essentially you're making a movie. You don't expect anyone to see it while you're making it. Right. Once the whole canvas is finished, then, you know, then you expect, OK, like, uh, you know, now people are going to actually check it out. Like, there's no reason to start listening until we're done. You could just binge. Listen sure. You could the just whole binge, thing in like binge the whole thing. And then for, you know, 10 years from now, we'll hear from people like, oh, I just listen you know what's going to be annoying. What would be like my worst nightmare? What? Yeah, if we had celebrity listeners like, you know, Seinfeld writers started listening or some verified, you know, real celebrity on Twitter started tweeting. Like who? Give me the example. Who would start listening? Yeah. Like, like, give me the the like the pitch of the person that would be like, oh, man. Well, from Seinfeld, it would be like any writer or actor, but just like a random. No, I don't think I mean, that would be funny if Kesha started listening. That would actually be really big. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would it would be like an A minus list celebrity, like someone in big movies, but not necessarily. Like uh, it would have to, you know, it would be it would be like uh, someone who has nothing to do. Mm. Like uh, what's the, that 70s show start? Like Topher Grace started listening. Topher Grace started listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ansel Elgort, the Fault in Our Stars guy. I don't like, know. Those guys start listening. If Topher Grace like was listening today. Yeah. And didn't yeah. he like recut the uh, the whole Seinfeld? Uh, didn't he do something like that? Yeah. He likes Seinfeld. OK. So he started listening today. Like, and let's say he is a listener. I, I don't know. What does that change? Topher, if you're out there, hit us up. I'll keep your identity. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I won't let anyone know that you listen. OK. All right. Great shame. So really, five more. You want five more years of this? No, I just thought it'd be a funny okay. thing to say. OK. No. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Yeah. I don't even know what we talk about. For <laughs> anyway, 
Although we did, we did commit to re- just redoing all the episodes. We had to go back and redo the uh, the old episode. Yes. Well, I really want to go back and do a podcast about the old episodes. Yes. That would be our ultimate. No, that would be my, the only thing. I, I'd be willing to go back and podcast about the old podcast. Yes. We would listen and we'd do it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, uh, so Jeff Garland had said that season nine of Curb Your Enthusiasm would start in the fall, um, but we didn't have a date for it. But J.B. Smoove, who I feel like he's the one who broke that the show was coming back altogether. I don't know if Larry has authorized him, but I guess good thing for him. Larry's not on any social media, so Larry probably doesn't know that he's spilling the beans. Mm-hmm. But J.B. Smoove told an audience that uh, the new season will premiere Sunday, October 1st, two thousand. Sunday, October 1st. Uh, impeccable timing, really. And something that we uh, could not have predicted in our wildest dreams, which really... No, three years ago. Yeah. Right. What? Uh, and then, uh, according to your calendar, when are we scheduled yeah. to arrive at the finale? Uh, if we don't miss a week, then uh, about when September have we missed a week? When have we missed a week? We never do. But I've also, like, I'm going to Mexico for nine days. And well, Mexico? We're, 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 I'm going to Cancun. My family's going to Cancun for. Did you get uh, invited to a days. destination wedding where you thought they just wanted to send you a gift? No, if it was a wedding, I wouldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> bring, in, bring in four kids to Mexico. Uh, Mexico, I'm going to be in like four different countries. You're going to be traveling a lot. Hopefully, I'm not planning on missing a week, but it's certainly possible. Okay. I don't know how like the Wi Fi feels like you're setting the, me up for missing a week. I mean, I was just thinking about it now, but like, I think we could get around missing a week if we need to. Mm. You know, but if we miss one Boy, week, then you go you're straight into really curve. leaving that door open. Uh, <laughs> listen, you don't want to miss a week. We don't have to miss a week well, because we'll I, I know have... on good authority that you had yes. uh, you one because you want you were a real Cal Ripken at one point in time. But I know for a fact well, once that you, you miss one week, missed yeah. a week on 32 fans uh, yes. two weeks ago. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, that didn't kill me. So now I just feel like that, you know, you're tardy once. And now it's like this is going to turn into like you're Matt Harvey. I mean, I'm like 100. My, I'm batting 162 for 163. Mm-hmm. And the week we missed was, was I think, you, more you than me because you the were trapped. Slippery so slope. I don't. I, I've, I've still never said I can't do it that week. I, like, mm-hmm. we'll fig- if, listen, we'll figure it out if, you're, if, you're, if we're so desperate not to miss a week. Okay. But again, if we miss the one week, then it connects straight to curve. So it might not be the end of the world. Anyway. Um, so October 1st, a little earlier than maybe people thought it would be, but that's, uh, that's what it's looking right now. But what about our, uh, finale podcast? What about our finale? Podcast? When is it going to be? When well, is it- as of right now, if we never miss a week, it would be, uh, we would record it Wednesday, September 21st. Okay. All right. There you go. So it would air on the 23rd. Uh, and then the following weekend is the curb premiere. Yeah, that could work. I mean, it, that. This is one of the I look, I, I know you are a uh, you're, you're a very religious man, Akiva. This I know yeah. this I know about you. Um, mm. For me, I, I mean, this yeah. is like uh, this, this might would have make me you actually believe in, in God. church. Yes. Right. I, yes. I may be be in church on uh, Sunday, the uh, the 24th. Why are we are we doing every single curb episode or you think it's just that we do the premiere, but it, the timing works so well? No, I, well, I, th- I mean, I feel like this podcast ends this podcast dies on on after the finale it exists Mm -hmm. uh we don't we don't touch it uh you know ever again and then except that i think we should keep the same feed because i don't know why we need new new no uh you need that uh, that i this feed is done this is that that's the last episode what if you're gonna like end it what if jerry calls up in December and says, I want to do a Seinfeld podcast. You're going to be like, sorry. No, well, or are you okay, make well, a new feed? if we had something Seinfeld to do, but yeah, like that, the feed shouldn't just be 
hey, now we're going to talk about Kirby Enthusiasm. New feed, new feed called uh, We Recap Kirby Enthusiasm Final Season. Well, how about this for a name if we do, if we do Curb? Um, a Curb Your Enthusiasm, a podcast about something. <laughs> okay. And fine. that's like the alternative to a podcast about nothing. Fine, fine. And then after the end of Curb Your Enthusiasm, then that's it. Then we go dark. Then we go dark. That's it. Yes. You do actually no more podcasts. You just go completely dark from podcasts. No, no. I just, that, that's, that's the, that's the, well, you, that, uh, then we, then we like, uh, you know, figure out what to do with the rest of our lives. Mm. Oh, shoot. That's that. Now I'm getting now that I'm getting nervous. Like I have to figure out what to do. That's the plan. Be, that, I think that's be the all plan. alone on Christmas with no one to podcast with. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that, what do you care what you do on Christmas? I mean, you well, there's uh, nothing sadder than like a Jew on Christmas. I mean, no can't podcast. you podcast with Chester on Christmas? I mean, I'm, I, who knows if like we're still going to be on speaking terms. In <laughs> I guess not. Okay. We're, we're, we're in a week to week relationship, Chester and I. But in my mind, that's the plan. Yeah, I think something like that makes sense. Yeah. OK, so we'll see. We'll say, and it'll be interesting because we might be the only curb podcast, or there could be seven thousand curb podcasts. Yeah, right now there are none. Um, right now there, there maybe was one that didn't finish. I checked like a couple years ago. There was right. one or two that never finished. Right. There's certainly no curb podcast that went through every episode. Okay. Now, do and you want not, to? No no, 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 no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Don't, don't hold what? me to that. I said we're the the, the final season weekly recap. No. Of no, what's, no. No, I didn't say you do want to go back. I said, do you want to do any episodes before the finale? We'll see. We'll see. That's a, that's a, and wait, wait, but hold on. We missed one thing also. What? The, I, I, in some capacity, we need to cover the Seinfeld reunion on Curb. I don't think we can totally ditch that. Okay. Well, I'll, we I'll could do I, one I, podcast. We don't have to do, it's five episodes. We don't have to do five episodes. I think we could just watch okay. it and do one episode. Well, that could be, you know, some sort of like a, uh, you know, if, if if there's a demand for it, maybe uh, I I don't know if it's a uh, we start a, um, and that's on a third separate feed because that can't go in the Seinfeld. <laughs> it feed, can go in, <laughs> and it can't go in the curb feed because it's like we're talking Seinfeld. We don't want to, you know, mess up the curb we'll, feed. We'll with figure so out the logistics. Start a third on that. feed right. for that one podcast, right? So, uh, yeah, if Subscribe the change dot org petition gets enough signatures, uh, we can we can go back and do that. Um, and one more thing. Uh, speaking of podcasts, we're we're at hundred ninety four um, uh, ratings. Let's get to two hundred. I know, like you know, there isn't that much more valuable in uh, value in rating this podcast as we're almost done. But it would be nice to get to two hundred. So six more people sign up. Even if you've done it, go on your sister's computer. You know, steal a friend's computer and do it. Okay. Are you ready to talk about the betrayal? Yeah, uh, the betrayal meaning you uh, canceling the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> the episode. The episode. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Seinfeld: The Betrayal is over, but we're just getting started here on Seinfeld: The Post Show Recap, a podcast about nothing. And now here are the two guys who have not gone to the bathroom since this podcast started. I'm Rob Sister. Here's Akiva Winokur. Keeve, how are you? How's it go? I thought you were going to see two guys who just had their nose rings pulled out of their nose. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? No, I can't. I cannot imagine getting a nose ring. No, no, I cannot imagine. Are nose rings more popular or less popular? Than what? I feel like in the ancient times, everyone had one. So everyone had one? popular than like the beginning of times. More popular or less popular than 1997? What was the peak nose ring period? Oh, peak nose ring. That's good. That's a good question. Yeah, I think the 90s. I think there 90s? was like a lot of like the punks had nose rings I don't, I don't think it's that popular now i think there's other body piercings that are much more popular really what's the most popular body piercing now? i have no idea i just feel no, I, I wasn't even thinking of one in particular i just think like nose is less popular 
I also don't like the stud of the nose because a lot of times if it's small enough, it just looks like a booger. Yeah, I think that like the early 90s, that was the peak of the belly ring uh, piercing. That was hot. Uh, That was I I don't mean it like uh, aesthetically. I'm saying that that Mm. was in, you know, you weren't anybody if you were a woman and didn't have your (laughs) navel pierced. Yeah. Um, has there ever been a, a a man with a pierced navel? Has that ever was that ever a thing for anybody? Uh, ever been a man? Like, do you mean like a <laughs> prominent man? Obviously, there's like thousands of men who have pierced navels. I've never like um that that that's seen that I've never I've never seen that. Well, the type of guy who pierces his navel doesn't hang out with you. That's my <laughs> doesn't guess. hang out with me. I've just also, never, the type I've never of guy who doesn't pierce their navel in a picture or a movie. Uh, I'm not. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it happened. I'm sure somebody did it. I mean, navally, this is definitely still post gender. I think we're. I think there's tons of men who who have who have pierced navels. We just, tons tons yeah. of men. Not like a lot, but like it's not. Yeah. It's not unheard of. It happens. I feel like then the body piercing in the mid nineties progressed to tongue piercing. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, I feel like that got hot, like in the mid nineties. Yeah. I feel like that, that has also uh, gone, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, but has also gone down. Right. I think so. I think there's more ears like second hole third, you know, a bunch of earrings. Sure. Up I mean, I ear is in, ear is in never going away, but I feel what like about they- the people who have daughters and pierce their ears like immediately. Yeah, you know, like the two, you don't have girls, but like you see this a lot. The, right, like, you know, there's a two month old, and they already my have niece, ears who I adore, Keith. Mm, uh, she has her ears. I'll show you. I'll, I'll, let me. I'll, I'll, you don't adore her too much because well, I'll send you, you some pictures. I'll send you off. some pictures of her. How precious no. she is. <laughs> uh, we, we, I can't stop talking about her. But she uh, is, you know, less than a year old. Has ears of. I, I'm just. I'd be afraid they're going to rip them out. Yeah. Well, you've have you ever had a piercing? I'm assuming not. No, I had. I did. What you had earrings? I had in the uh, late 90s, uh, maybe even 2000, I got uh, the uh, top part of my ear pierced. I felt like wow. I needed an edge, Keeve. I yeah. felt like How did that. did it work I'm, out for you? Nah, not that great. Not that great. Did, did a different type of person, both male and female, were they like a different pres- type of person interested in you? I mean, nobody was ever interested in me Before yet. Before or after. But okay. that's, what, that's what the hope was. It was like, oh, wow. He's willing to pierce, uh, you know, a uh, non-traditional part of his ear. Uh, this it was guy, a Hail Mary. right, right, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see exactly uh, what what part of the body I pierce next. Well, hopefully none. We'll see. Yeah, I feel you like never at this know. point it would be a midlife crisis if you pierce. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, I'm already planning out uh, all the different steps that. But we're here to, not to talk about body piercing, but we are ready to talk about the betrayal. A interesting episode of Seinfeld, Keeve, and one in which uh, the whole format is an episode, a story that is told in reverse order. The way you said it sounded very serial-like. A story mm-hmm. that is told one week at a time. Yeah. Remember when that was a podcast serial? I do. I do. I remember they, uh, people thought it was going to be around forever. I mean, it's technically still around. They're they're ostensibly still working on another season. Okay. Well, let's not get too far off the beat. I think track. the last serial episode was in like 2012. Like the other than the bad season, yes. like the last good one. Okay, like they're really milking like five. Like they must have made a lot of money to be worth spending like five years doing nothing. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think they're really just uh, back to the uh, drawing board after season two. Yeah, you never want to start out good. That's why with this podcast, like mm-hmm. if our first couple episodes were good, it would have just gone downhill. We made sure that they weren't good so we could only get better. Yeah. 
Are you interested in knowing uh, the biggest piercing trends for 2017, according yes, to a yeah. pro piercer? Yeah, I'd like I'd like some actual facts to go with our guesses. Mm, I was hoping this would be more of a list. Uh, uh, let's say uh, at the end of the day, a sassy navel piercing, uh, dainty jewelry and contemporary ear piercings. Uh, you're sure to be on trend in 2017. Uh, so sassy navel piercings is still a thing. What, like, what's the difference between a regular navel piercing? And I don't know. I don't know. This is just uh, <laughs> clickbait to me. I, I think it's uh, peaked in the 90s. I think that's I, yeah. I think that they're trying to trick us. Anyway, Keeve, um, any body piercing in Seinfeld? None that I could think of. Hmm. Yeah. Um, no, well, other than here, other than, than well, Elaine. In, in this, this episode, episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, that's how we got onto it. Okay. So, Keeve, uh, you want to talk about uh, some news this week? 